Welcome to episode four of the Will You Be My Friend podcast, but really, it's episode five, because Brian McAllister is my first double guest. You heard it right, double guest. He came here to do a live podcast a couple months ago, and uh, I have a bunch of those that I've just been sitting on that I need to edit. Um, the, part of that has to do with computer problems and part of that has to do with discipline problems. But anyway, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to edit the, um, in-person podcast that we did and, uh, I'm going to put up a double feature. So that'll be episode four and then this one will be episode five. Uh, but if you watched episode four, you already know that. Anyway, this is Will You Be My Friend podcast. Brian's already my friend, so this is a uh, this is one for uh, one for free. That's that that's what we'll call it. This episode's for free. Enjoy my conversation with Brian McAllister. Brian McAllister, what is up, my dude? How you doing, man? Dude, thanks for hanging out with me for a little bit. Absolutely. What How are you is, drinking? I'm drinking whiskey. Whiskey, cool. Whiskey out of a teacup. I like it. I like your style. Yeah, yeah these these teacups, um, they're beautiful because they're like, I think they're hand painted. I found two identical ones at like a Goodwill once. Dope. And um, like on the bottom, it just says China. Or no, it's a stone stoneware made in China. I should look them up and get some more stuff. But anyway, I... Uh, I use this for whiskey, and then I use this for hummus, and those are the only two things I use it for. That was quite the curveball. I thought you were going to say something else. Oh, that's good. Whiskey hummus. hummus. Never tea. So you you so you uh, consume your hummus by the teacup. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cool. Hundred percent. Awesome. Dude. That's Dude, great. So word on the street is you uh, you also have some whiskey. So I brought multiple whiskeys because we had oh, yeah. talked about drinking whiskey today yeah yeah uh and i do enjoy my whiskey uh yeah. and so i brought one from each of the four major whiskey countries Whoa. united states japan ireland scotland uh -huh. and i figured i'd have you pick since it's your pod hell yeah i love this so i can introduce the whiskeys or you can pick blindly i'd rather you introduce them Cool. So I brought, you want me to actually show them? Yeah, let's see some visuals. So I, the first one I grabbed just blindly here uh -huh. uh, is from Ireland. Uh -huh. Brought some Green Spot, Beautiful. Irish classic. Beautiful. Uh, let's see. What's is it, next? Would, would you say that one's pretty peaty? That one is not because it's uh -huh. an Irish. So it's going to be like uh, very smooth and light and triple distilled and all the rest and yeah. nice and beautiful. Yeah. Um, a little more peaty, uh, mm. although not as peaty as I like to get sometimes. Uh, the Scottish that I brought is a Boonahabin 12. Whoa. A recent pickup of mine. I've had it many times before, but Hell yeah. had to get a bottle for the collection. Fuck yeah. Uh, my American Balconis. Uh, their single malt expression out of Texas. Out of Austin, Texas, I believe. Very cool. And brought some Hibiki Harmony here from Japan. Hell yeah. 
So. I'm going to go with the first one, with the Irish one. Sweet. It's a green spot. You go. But honestly, like, that's your starting place. Like, at the end of this podcast, you can... We'll see where we're at. <laughs> yeah, you can very well have tasted all four. Sounds good. Sounds Hell good. Yeah, dude. Yeah, well, cheers here in a second. So, okay, so today is, what is it, day three of yeah. the Los Angeles lockdown corona quarantine. Now, is that where you started? Were you on day, th- I mean, are you on day three here? Were well, you going out before that? Not really. I've, I have been quarantined for longer, but I like, <clears throat> like, I, I, I do, maybe, maybe I'm a radical man. I will go out and like a skateboard at the basketball court, you know. Six but, feet away from other people? Yeah, but still maintaining social distance. There was no one there at the uh, basketball court today, so that was cool. Cool. And yeah. then, uh, like, I have this upright base that needs to get set up. And uh, I was driving it out to the guy to set it up today. And, um, there was a miscommunication, so it ended up not happening. But I was just gonna pull up, and he was gonna grab it out of my car, and then like like we weren't gonna like hang out or like touch or anything. Um, so I'm I'm maybe living living on the wild side a little bit. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's if if your uh, standard for living on the wild side is still a little conservative, that's good. Sounds yeah. Like you're still being safe. I'm definitely like not hugging lots of people i'm not i'm not interacting with basically anyone yeah um but uh but i'm also not like i'm not so far on the end of staying inside as much as possible never going out like i i go out and run every day Mm -hmm. so like that's another factor but while i'm running i'm you know maintaining social distance Mm -hmm. yeah that's great so I don't, I don't mate call me a wild man <laughs> i don't know yeah hey well we'll see how we do here you know i know it's a it's a scary time yeah 100 percent. definitely i'm not right. looking nearly as many doorknobs as i used to <laughs> not nearly as many yeah you're gonna have to uh you're gonna have to quit that habit yeah i mean for now <laughs> temporarily for now right? And yeah. then uh, in a in a year when this blows over, we'll see. We'll see where we're at then. Yeah, exactly, dude. Cheers. Hey, there we go. Green Good spot in the glass. It, yeah. Man. Likewise, man. So tell me about your <clears throat> Corona experience, because for me, like two and a half weeks ago, I wasn't taking it seriously at all. Yeah. I feel you. Two and a half weeks, probably not as much for me either. I mean, yeah. I knew it was coming, yeah. but I didn't know what to expect. And I knew that it wasn't at our doorstep, you know, yeah, like it is now. Yeah. Um, but we've been taking it pretty seriously for a minute. Uh, my wife has an urgent care in the same parking lot as her work. Oh, wow. And they found a couple cases there really? of coronavirus. So it was a little like, oh, it's 70 yards from where you work. Damn. Um, but we're, we're, we're in great health. So, um, you know, so far so good, but, uh, but we both had to go to work until three days ago Mm. as well. So we were, we were out and about and I work in a mall. Mm. So I was around a bunch of people, um, as safely as I could be, you know, totally. Yeah. 
but uh yeah i don't know it's been interesting you know i luckily stocked up on stuff a while ago so i didn't you know i didn't buy any stores out of toilet paper but i yeah. got enough to survive you know for a while and not worry about it so you know we haven't had the concerns that other people have had yeah. we've got probably two months of toilet paper and two months of food and two months of a lot of things so maybe a month and a half you have two months of food yeah probably yeah really just backup stuff some of it but yeah you know it was wow. like cans of soup and vegetables and stuff wow. vegetables vegetables so are you are you trying to like not go to the grocery store at all for maybe like a month? I'd like to go a week, at least a week and a half, you know. There's some stuff that already I wish I had more of, but mm. you know, but we have like if we had to stay inside for a month, like month and a half, we'd be fine. Damn. But uh, you know, but that's that's worst case for sure. Like we can yeah, definitely man. we can definitely go out and we probably will in in a week or so and mm. get more stuff, you know. Yeah. I'm out of ground beef as of tonight, things like that, that we use a lot of that I don't want to keep too much of here at one time. Totally. I think we have some frozen, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. yeah, two months of ground beef. That's a two months of ground beef we don't have for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, top ramen and and you know, canned soup and canned vegetables were we're good on for a while. So. Wow, man. So and just try to stock up, you know. Yeah. Do you have two months of whiskey? I have years of whiskey. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So I'm, I'm solid on that. Yeah. I have probably, I drink very little actually. So, mm. uh, so I have probably 25 bottles mm. that are mostly full. So, yeah. um, yeah, probably, probably a few years of whiskey. Hell yeah. So you've been inside past three days. Have you, yeah. have, have you gone for any walks? Any oh yeah. Hikes yeah, yeah. We did today. but i mean i you know i'm at a point where i'm kind of like yeah i'll do that stuff as long as it's reasonable but Mm. i'm not looking for you know risk really yeah you know so i'm okay with a few less of the luxuries that we normally enjoy totally you know so you you guys just recently got a dog too right we have two yeah so so you're out there walking the dogs as well there we got dogs that are specifically uh like the best dogs you could have to be indoors uh and they they're they're like cats almost mm-hmm. and uh and they are pad trained inside so they don't even go to the bathroom outside mm-hmm. um and stuff like that but we like to get them out you know when we can so mm-hmm. it's not as much of like a necessity hourly or you know multiple times a day or anything like that but definitely something that you know we like to get out and stuff like that when we can yeah man yeah wild how's your family doing with all of this they're good uh you know trying to make sure everyone's safe and my sister lives in london so she's dealing with just a different version of what we're dealing with here you know Mm. and uh and my parents live in northern california but they live out in the middle of the woods and they have stocked up on stuff and been really smart about things So they're indoors and they're and they're able to take walks and stuff, but they're not around other people, which is good. So yeah. All you know, hoping everything's good. Totally, man. Crazy well, times. <laughs> I, I haven't heard anything about London. Is it Yeah. I mean it's 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 two point of the US. I mean it's mm. they're I think a little behind us and uh 
yeah i mean they have they have a version of trump you know they have boris johnson so they're not necessarily any better off they're just uh i mean they have they have socialized medicine and stuff like that so they're better off in some of those ways but yeah it's a mess you know it's a mess in a lot of places so i'm i i just i don't even know what to say in the next two weeks because i think two weeks from now is when things are way worse yeah you know? totally so you know we gotta we gotta weather the storm a little bit and see where we're at at the end of that you know oh yeah i don't think and, anyone knows how and people say two yeah. people say two weeks because that's the time for symptoms to show up the maximum time give or take and uh and it, that's that's nothing i mean we're we gotta be I, I think we'll be shelter in place for two months, you know, at least. Yeah. yeah. That's, so. that's what I'm thinking in my mind. Yeah. And, and thinking about like when businesses will open up again and yeah. like, like I'm thinking that like venues will probably be some of the last. Totally. Totally. Anything extra. Um, yeah. It, that stuff is not extra in our lives, but it's extra in us going to shows and stuff. Totally. You know, in the short term, at least. Yeah. You know, that, that could very well be six months. Totally. From now, I I mean, I I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel you. It's wild. Have you been, uh, what like news sources or podcasts or anything have you been trying to get? We, yeah, we're watching CNN and stuff like that, like in the mornings. Um, I'm more of a fan of like, uh, the Young Turks and and uh, and things like that and uh, I I don't know what the Young Turks are. It's like uh, it's just more news stuff, but it's uh, definitely with like a more to the left. Cool, you know. Um, I feel and, like you've uh, told yeah. me about them before. Is it like a YouTube based? thing? Maybe they're they're on YouTube. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, oh, what's that show called? Um, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's uh, Amy Goodman and uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's escaping me because I watch it a lot. But um, oh, you're there's other, you know, other news sources and stuff, um, you know, that are not as mainstream. Yeah. And trying to keep up with facts and, and read things on the Internet, and, you know, New York Times and, and different things like that. And yeah. I mean, at a certain point, I turned it off, though, because yeah. I'm not doing anything to help it. Mm. or to to affect it in any way Mm. uh so i want to know about it but i also you know i'm in a position of no power with this so totally you know i'm kind of i'm trying to stay up every day but at a certain point for mental health and everything else you gotta turn it off you know yeah there's only so much you can take especially now that we're isolated in our homes (laughs) all day totally totally (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's wild. What about uh, your wife, Lauren? How's how's she? Yeah, how's she's that? good. She's uh, she's kind of a homebody, so I I think she's uh, gonna be fine with this whole uh, shelter at home. But uh, you know, we're trying to keep up on family and trying to keep up on the news and stuff. And then we're hanging out, and you know, we're lucky that we have a good relationship because because <laughs> there's a lot of people in this country that are going to be uh, cooped up with their spouses that don't want to be uh yes. and we're not we're not that so we're uh we enjoy each other's company quite a bit so oh yeah yeah you guys are so yeah. cute i was we're, we're, we have fun yeah. yeah yeah it's, it's good it's kind of it's kind of the dream i mean like i wish we didn't have to go to work and we could just hang out and, mm. 
be at home all day every day and right now we are so you know it's kind of this weird thing where it's like there's hell outside and heaven inside and Mm. you know and you're you know there's art on i turn on my tv i turn on apple tv and i put on youtube and ben grivert's playing at a concert in my living room every night and yeah and all these other people are making art and and people are buying things on Bandcamp on friday and mm. you know and all this stuff and it's like this beautiful thing and then outside you know the, that's coming from that's the effect of a of a different cause that you know is horrible so yeah it's weird. Uncharted territory, I feel like, you know, at least yeah. in our generation and our, you know, in many generations. So. Yeah. I feel like for, for the modern era, this is yeah. maybe the first of its kind. I mean, and I'm not sure. the last. That's the thing, man. That's what I keep thinking it's about. Not the last. Dude, that's yeah. what I keep thinking about. Yeah. We, it's definitely changing my view of some things in life. Like what? Because I'm I'm gonna be better prepared for this stuff in the future, dude. As best as you can be, just with like having stuff stocked up and yeah, because it's coming again. I mean, it has to, you know. I I'm just, also please. Mm, I just <coughs> I just don't see I don't see a way where it doesn't, you know. I hear you, man. Yeah. There's a part of me that like wants to take some survival classes or something, and yeah. like figure out yeah. how to live in the woods if i need to because oh, the thing is is like the coronavirus is not extremely fatal but i heard yeah. the scientists talking about how like uh the avian flu was 60 mm percent -hmm. fatality yeah but it didn't wasn't it contagious yeah, yeah. much more difficult time jumping but yes. if we concocted something either intentionally or accidentally that was just as contagious as corona yeah but it killed 60 percent of the people that got it yeah i mean that would incite absolute mayhem and at that yeah. point it's like i'm probably gonna get out of town where mm -hmm. am i gonna go yeah well, and that's the other thing. You could drive to the woods and get to the woods and see everybody else there. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> in one yeah. of those moments. So I, I'm like you know, it's definitely, games. yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real. Someone, someone on Twitter today made a map of the U.S. that's like divided into different into different numbers of different like uh, factions for Hunger Games. Oh, just as a joke. <laughs> like, like what number are you in we're in district one by the way oh um, my god so, would be yeah. district one. and oh. my parents are in i think like four and i was like <laughs> i was like tough luck mom and dad damn <laughs> dude that's so heavy but it's yeah. like of course one would get wiped out i mean think about angelinos oh yeah 100 yeah. 100 yeah. but it's like you know we watch these shows like the walking dead and like yeah. all this all this all these movies and narratives yeah. they had of mm -hmm. like plagues and shit totally and we're like kind of we're kind of living it real life right now oh yeah 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 i mean as real as any of us would want to get totally you know because if it was real like some of those movies you know we're, we're not sitting here talking yeah no that's not, not a time for the podcast but I feel you because it, it definitely feels like you're in a movie or something like that. It's unreal, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, really 
for something that we didn't see coming as I mean, some people should have seen it coming further in advance and they did and they're evil and they didn't tell us and they didn't prepare for it because they sold their stock instead and stuff like that. But, Mm. um, but yeah, I mean, for something that we was not on our radar two months ago, you know, it's intense affecting, you know, everyone's lives. Yeah, man. When this popped up, I mean, like I felt about it, like how I heard about N1H1 or like whatever else. Like I was just like, okay, that's some sickness that, I probably yeah. don't have to worry about. Yeah. And now it's... Which, notice notice that came out of America, mm. out of American beef. H1N1 came from America, and we didn't call it the American virus. Huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? We call it yeah. H1N1. We didn't talk about it as much. You know, of course, it it's, it didn't, you know, wasn't as contagious as this. And although, although I think a large number of people were affected by it, but the death rates were, were way... Were way smaller mm. but uh you know it's interesting how the the source of the virus is is uh coming into play these days with the way it's being talked about yeah i've um, i've heard a lot of people frustrated with people talking about it come from china i myself mm-hmm. haven't heard many of those people like making fun of it in mm-hmm. a chinese sort of a way but i'm also like uh I really don't listen to like too many news sources like well uh, it's to me it's it's as simple as it has a name yeah it has a it has two names really and kind of three it's it's coronavirus yeah covid19 yeah sars corona what is it sars covid2 mm. is the other name that's less used yeah um none of those speak to where it came from because it doesn't really matter where it came from. Totally. Um, but when we have someone in the white house, that's crossing out the name coronavirus on his notes and writing Chinese virus above it, mm. that's an intentional, you know, that's an intentional move certainly. Totally. And and when we take negative things and, and that are affecting the whole country, the whole, the whole uh, earth, yeah. And we wrap them in these words, you know, intentionally to create division. You know, it doesn't matter what you're talking about with, you know, whether it's good or bad or, you know, you're not blaming China actively, you know. It's, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh it's unnecessary and it's divisive. No, I hear you. I'm 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 ignorant to that. Is that did Trump do that? Is that he there's a picture of his notes from a from one of his press conferences where he has crossed out the word coronavirus, which is in print, and written above it Chinese virus to make sure he says Chinese virus. Oh, so he was like he's going out of his way every time he refers to it, he refers to it as the Chinese virus. Oh wow. Yeah. Which is completely unnecessary and there are, you know. Chinese Americans that are suffering for that. There are Chinese people globally that are suffering for that, you know, when they had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really it seems to be part of, I mean, I don't know. I don't That's understand the, Trump, Donald Trump as an individual. I could yeah. see how him, you know, shifting the blame on another party makes him it's like, his mo i mean yeah totally <laughs> yeah. totally 100 yeah. percent. 
Um, crazy, man. Yeah, definitely crazy. Yeah. <sighs> and now we have four senators that have it. Do we really? About that? We have four, four senators the... wow. that are quarantining right now. One of them has tested positive. I don't know if the other ones have tested or if they've gotten results back yet, but there's reason to believe that they they were in contact mm. with the other one. So, um, you know, it's an interesting time. We're going to see. I mean, we could we could we could talk again in two weeks, and I think we would say, "Man, we didn't see all this stuff coming two weeks ago." Wow. I think it's going to be that, and to, not to be an alarmist about it, just to be real about sure. it. Sure. I personally think that's that's where it's going, you know, but we'll see. I hope not. Yeah. I hope that yeah that we've we've yeah. acted quickly enough to mitigate a lot of the like hospital override you know like hopefully we've acted quicker than italy did yeah it doesn't look like it but i hope so you know we'll see yeah crazy yeah totally crazy so where do uh like most of the people that you're talking to friends and family how are they falling on the spectrum of taking this seriously or maybe not taking it as seriously my family 100 percent on the side of taking it very seriously and mm. being overly cautious yeah. and stuff but uh there are things that we have to do that you know require some risk and and we're just trying to be very smart about them but totally yeah lucky and we're lucky in that regard i would say you know i don't have any friend you know family or very many friends or very many close friends that are doing anything, you know, overly risky or anything like that. Nothing like the Floridians. <laughs> That's why this is going to be worse than people think. It's people like that and people in Venice to <laughs> yeah, District so, yeah. 1 Hunger Games. I'm looking at you. <laughs> uh, people in Venice playing basketball, you know, things like that. Mm. Like it's just, you know, there should not be 20 people on a basketball court. Totally. You know, between the ones watching and the ones playing, like, yeah. you know, that's, uh, I just, you know, it's not that much of a priority. It can't be, mm. you know, if LeBron can sit at home and yes, he's got a home gym, but you know, if he can <laughs> sit at home and lift his weights and stuff, mm. you know, those other guys can avoid playing basketball for a few days. Yeah. yeah, man. It has been really cool to see like all the Instagram, like stay at home kind of totally. content like my instagram account i don't know if me and you have ever talked about how like into skateboarding i've gotten over the past like no months or year or so no but basically my whole feed is just skateboarding shit Skateboard? and cool. then like music but like like i'll go on the explore page or whatever and literally every single one of my suggested cool. videos is like skateboard stuff so, so now it's a bunch of people like skating in their homes so cool. people will like jump down the stairs of their house and like, all this stuff it's yeah wild. i like rules yeah i like in creativity yeah i like rules and art you know totally and if this is a different rule that we have to abide by for a few months or however long mm. you know let's make the most of it and mm. and you see people doing that all the time that's the that's part of the whole you know this whole um 
thing we have going on where it's it's hellish outside and it's and it's beautiful inside where we have all this art being made and different things mm. like that it's just i mean it's a different rule that people have to follow mm. you know it's like when you're in music school and someone says you know play this tune but in your soul you have to do this or you mm. have to do that or or in the way that you play this tune you have to do this it's not you don't have to do that every time for the rest of your life but for the sake of an exercise or something like that when you add on a particular rule you get changed results and we're in a time where there's a rule that all of us have to follow which is that we pretty much have to stay indoors and away from other people yeah and here we are you know never have i video chatted on a podcast before <laughs> you know and here we are and yeah. this is day three so yeah. we'll see where where we're going with this stuff i i saw this coming i knew that things were going to shut down mm. and i mean a lot of people saw this coming i'm not saying it like that but um we knew this was coming but we didn't know when and mm. i really quickly last week went on guitarcenter.com okay and i had a little discount code and i got a cheap mandolin yeah a starter kit and bought the you know it's a case and a mandolin and some instruction books and stuff like that and then on amazon i ordered some picks and a strap and stuff like that and uh and ordered all the stuff and i crossed my fingers that it would arrive to the guitar center by my work before they shut down and it did and i was able to pick it up probably the last day that they were open second to last day because two oh. days later was was the first yeah. day of quarantine yeah and uh it was one of those things that i was like now is my chance now's my chance to do something that i've wanted to do for years not Mandolin? like a, yeah i mean wow. not like a huge priority for me but it's definitely yeah. been something that i've like dreamed of doing because mm -hmm. i like bluegrass music and i like chris Thiele and i like other stuff like that and i played violin for 20 plus years and and you know it's the same fingerings and stuff mm -hmm. for the most part yeah um and so i bought this mandolin and and it's like it's not uh I, I'm not practicing it with a sense of urgency or pressure mm. of like, oh, I have to perform this in a week or something like that because I'm not going to do that anytime soon. Mm. Uh, but I get I get the luxury of sitting at home and having something that I can interact with when I want to mm. and learn when I want to, but I don't have the urgency or the pressure of of I don't know of society. I guess you know in the sense that you know. I could say, hey, I'm, I'm learning this instrument to my friends if I want to, whatever. And I, I can uh, use resources and I can, you know, uh, I can spend this time working, but it's kind of a, an incubation period where I'm not going to go out and no one's going to hear me. No one's going to see me play. Mm. I can just learn it and work on things and not have to, to worry about what other people are going to think of it for totally. now. Totally. And it's really changing the way I practice. And it's, yeah. you know, I'm really focused on technical things and, and other things like that and not driving my wife crazy, ideally. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm learning, I learned a bluegrass tune somewhat. I still have to work on it, of course, but, yeah. you know, I, I've memorized it already and, and uh, working on a Bach cello suite Hell yeah. and stuff like that because I need to work on my picking because that's the part of violin that I didn't get. You know, mm -hmm. so my picking hand is horrendous, and mm -hmm. my my left hand sounds really good because hey. I have all those fingerings. You know, and the frets help. But the frets definitely <laughs> help. But it's but it's the same exact thing as violin. So it's like really? I was surprised at how close it was. 
Fuck yeah. Like, uh, like uh, I knew that it, the strings were tuned the same and things like that, yeah. but I'm surprised that like the, the distances are so similar. Well, it's, it's like that. So it, it is the exact same. It's the exact same. Exactly. So, yeah. but I, I, but I, I still wondered if, you know, with frets and things like that, totally. maybe the, maybe the shapes would just be sport, more spread out or closer together or different things like that, but it's, it's all the same. I mean, I sat totally. down and could immediately play it, but, yeah. but my picking is horrendous. It's mm. just absolute garbage because I mm. cannot play guitar instruments at all, mm. but, uh, but I'm working on that. And, and it's a cool thing to get to work on it. And it's one of those things where it's like, I want to make art, Yeah. but there's a new rule. And the new rule is yeah. I can't go outside very much. <laughs> and I can't commune with others uh, in person, mm. you know? Um, and so what can I do to further my art and further myself and yeah. to keep creating things and, and all this. Now, what I need to do is, is step up my game with what I'm putting out into the world. Mm. But for now, at least I'm working on things that I'm doing, you know, not, I, I want to say internally, that's not really the word I'm looking for, but mm-hmm. Um, you know, but what I'm doing inside my home by myself privately, that's about totally. it. Um, at least that, you know, for now. And yeah. uh, something I want to introduce this week is I want to start doing more interactive stuff on Instagram. Hell yeah. Things like that. So I'm working on that right now. I talked to some friends about some different options for that. So we're going to do some interactive stuff this week on Instagram. So Hell cool. yeah. But, hey, you were you telling know, me about that. I'm super yeah. into the drawing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do like one a day, I think, uh, maybe at like 6 p.m. or something like that. I'm going to do like a group activity. Is it going to be like a like a live thing that people can tune in? Yeah, I'm still working out the kinks on that, but yeah. Cool. Maybe on Zoom, maybe on something else. We'll see. Fuck yeah. Uh, but it'll be based through Instagram, like announcements will be there and stuff. Because um, so I, cool. I like the idea of everyone having individual stories that they can post too, so oh so it's not like a live oh like it will everyone be everyone doing it but then but then you can submit things with your story or different things like that so people can go to each other's and cool and see so and I, then i'll i think i'm going to make a, a separate instagram account for it so that people can tag that instagram account and i can put all the stories in one place there you go you know what i mean so we'll we'll figure it out but uh working on that it's just you know it's just adapting to a new rule and i i love it yeah. personally you know uh, not not to open the can of worms that is Enneagram stuff that we talked about so much last time, but uh, <laughs> but that's my that's that's me, man. I love rules. I love order. I love like what can I do to you know we have this new rule. Like let me follow it to the ends of the earth, and what can I do within that, you know? Mm. And so to me, it's like I if I had the opportunity to play a concert in person, I wouldn't want to do it at this point because mm. I want to I want to explore this for a while i want to explore home shelter at home you know all that stuff so it's cool so you can make you can choose to to be excited by it you can choose to make the most of it totally man like so many of my friends are you know creative and fairly introverted and like when I've talked to most of my friends, it's like we have this moment where we go over like how horrible this coronavirus is. And then we start like smiling a little bit and we're like, but really? <laughs> like yeah. staying home yeah. for a while. 
yeah <laughs> is gonna be pretty dope like we're all gonna make some cool stuff we're all practicing totally. like a bunch the yeah. thing that i am most excited about which again it still feels horrible to say that i'm excited about something because of this crisis but the thing that i'm most excited about is having a very strict bedtime and wake up time uh-huh. it's it's one of the things that one just like puts my brain in like a very healthy state of being and it makes me so much happier and i i just like wake up feeling refreshed um nice. so since since tuesday so i guess i've been like 6 days now it's yeah. been sleep at 11 p.m. up at 7 a.m. nice and i'm like in heaven see and i'm the type that i'm in bed by 3 a.m. yeah and i'm up at 9 a.m. still oh damn <laughs> so that's rough. But hey, it's it works for me. But uh, that's cool. awesome, man. That's really cool. And of course, yeah. and the way the reason you're saying it feels horrible is because we both recognize the privilege that we have in all these statements. I mean, you know, we have houses and we have, you know, we may have financial struggles, but they're nothing compared to the struggles of a bunch of other people around the globe. Yeah. With man. all, especially in light of all this stuff, but even without all this stuff. Um, yeah, man. So I feel you on all that, but you know. I, you know, and we can do what we can to, to help those situations, but we can also, you know, utilize our privilege and utilize the opportunities we have. And, and, uh, that's definitely something I try and, you know, balance staying aware of, of all that and, and trying to do good and help. And at the same time, you know, when I'm in a moment of privilege, mm. you know, utilizing it when it's, when that's not a morally unacceptable thing to do. Absolutely, man. Because at the end of the day, like us feeling guilty about the things that we have isn't going to help anyone. Yeah. But if we take advantage of this time and the things we have to become better artists and yeah. to release things that are healing and positive, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, that's that's the service that we can provide. Yeah, I, I like to I, I definitely don't live by this because. Yeah, I'm not perfect in this by any means, but I, I try to feel guilt only when it will lead me to action. Mm. You know, so definitely try to, to use that to to help me, you know, be a better person in the world. Um, you know, when I do feel guilt and and other feelings like that. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's a, an imperfect action is is better than a perfect inaction. You know, percent man, so. dude, that's that's wild. Did did you come up with that, or did you pick that Absolutely up somewhere? Not. Absolutely not. I've I've seen it around. Yeah, but I it's something only, that really rings true with me. Well, that's wild because I'll 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 find myself a lot of times just getting in these mental spirals of bad decisions that I've made years ago and when I was young, and I've been trying to think of different ways to like get myself out of those mental spirals. Um, so this whole paradigm of like only feeling guilt when it'll lead me to act on something that's that's significant i try and you know i want to use it as fuel if anything you know you don't want to be buried by it but if you can you know if your guilt can inspire you to to uh your empathy should inspire you to help others but if your guilt can help in the action category you know totally and you know definitely not the worst thing you know 
So. Yeah. So are you saying that when you feel guilt for things that you have no capacity to like act on, then you mm-hmm. do your best to quell that guilt or get well, over it in some way? I want to reflect on it. Um, you know, and I always am trying to up my game with action, mm. you know? So it's like, why do I feel guilty or whatever I feel for being, uh, you know, a white artist that plays black music mm. or, uh, a man in a male d- dominated, you know, art form or an art community mm. or different things like that. And, and really the question I wind up asking is what am I doing about that? Mm. Right. The answer, unfortunately, is not enough, always. But, uh, you know, I'm trying my best to to be more active and be more, uh, you know, moving things forward positively, using that privilege, using those opportunities, um, not just for myself, but for others, mm. you know. So I think if guilt can be a reminder to act or an inspiration to act, yeah. um, you know, I have the empathetic capacity to to you know, do what I can to help others. And, and I try and, you know, I have that empathy as fuel, certainly, but uh, sometimes when privilege, you know, is comfortable mm. and inaction seems easy, you know, guilt, if, if I, if I uh, am feeling it in the moment and I can use it as a reminder to, uh, to act, you know, that's definitely something I want to, I want to use and not, use, not uh, ignore you know, or not get over immediately, you know, again, these are, it's, it's an impossible thing to talk about because at the same time, I don't want to be, you know, so surrounded by guilt and bogged down by it that I can't do anything. You know, totally. I feel like that's a big issue for people. Uh, and it has been for me in the past, but if I can remi- use it as a reminder to myself that there are things I can do to act on, you know, to, to totally. help, then it's something I want to do, you know, yeah. My problem is that that phrase that I used is is a good reminder for me because I don't act enough. Mm. I'm so focused on acting perfectly that I uh, don't act often enough, but uh, definitely something I'm working on. Yeah, man. Perfection is a funny thing. I, I, I have this sinking feeling that it doesn't actually exist. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> Take it from an extreme perfectionist. It does not exist. And I uh, think, it doesn't stop me from wanting it. <laughs> but I think if perfection did exist, we'd found we'd find something imperfect about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the 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 first imperfect thing about it is that it's perfect. Uh, you know what I mean? Have you ever heard a perfect recording? Ah, uh, this is the worst. The worst. <laughs> I, I I wholeheartedly agree with that, and yet I still and yet I still want nothing but perfection. It's it's horrible. Uh, it's just part of my DNA. I don't know. You mm-hmm. know, we we talked about it on the last ep. You know, it's <laughs> true. You're my first yeah. guest back, dude. Dude, I'm I'm honored. You're the you're back. double feature. Double feature. Brian McAllister. That's uh, that's me. I wonder if I have enough time tomorrow morning actually to just edit both. It would be cool to just put out both, hey, the cool. same day. Get yeah. the get the double Brian. I keep treatment. I keep referencing the previous one, so now the cat will be out of the bag that there was one before this. But yeah, it's true. I have been vocal about there being 
ones before, but you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking this podcast so seriously, like thinking that like That's a good. ton of people are going to listen to it. Oh, for sure. For me, it's like, um, for me, it's primarily the time that I get to spend talking to other people is like so valuable because one i'm actually developing and deepening friendships and then two i'm learning shit like you're talking about um you know only feeling guilt when it drives you to act like that's that's a huge thing that i aspire into that totally um so for me it's like it's a it's there's so many personal things that i get out of hosting a podcast that um like even if zero people listen to any of the episodes it's still completely worth my time and 100%. and my energy to do it and yeah. uh but like having a podcast <clears throat> it makes it like an event like it's not mm-hmm. just like uh it's not just like hey Brian like you want to hop on video chat for an hour tomorrow it's like hey like you want to be on this podcast it's like a little there's a little more incentive for people yeah. to to be on it and Absolutely. to hang out with me basically totally um but then it's also like that long game like i uh i'm i'm a i'm a fairly avid listener to like joe rogan's podcast and gotcha. he's been doing it for 10 years mm-hmm. you know so it's like can i see myself doing like doing this for 10 years and yeah. uh you know barring another plague <laughs> you know hopefully yeah. Yeah. but um but yeah man it's just it's so fun to so fun to have these long form conversations with people whether it's someone like you who i feel like i know fairly well pretty well mm-hmm. or if it's someone that i've never talked to before um, yeah it's a very uh it's a very fruitful time yeah, absolutely, man. That's awesome. And it's action. You know, it's exactly what we're talking about. It's action. Uh, you know, we talked about action in, in terms of social justice, but I mean, just more generally, you know, the the whole idea of, of uh, imperfect action over perfect inaction, you know, it's it's imperfect action. And that's, that's exactly what it should be. Totally. You know, that's, that's fantastic. That's cool. It's, it's inspiring. And it's, it's, uh, you know, definitely something that we could all do more of. Hell yeah. Good for you for doing it. Thanks, man. Thanks. No, yeah, like, uh, I know you and I have talked a lot about you feeling uncomfortable posting things about your music, posting your your physical representation specifically. Oh, the number one thing thing I'm afraid of at this moment in time is you posting these episodes tomorrow. But I want (laughs) you to do it because I don't want you to do it. (laughs) but it like honestly like as your friend Mm -hmm. but then also as a fan of your music someone who has your record in my car right now (laughs) i appreciate that um it makes me bummed out that that is a factor in your decision making because when i when i see your face on my instagram story i'm pumped thank you man I'm like, hell yeah, here's Brian doing his thing. It, it bums me out, too. Mm. It's definitely, uh, I feel that I have things to say mm. and things to contribute. And yeah. then it comes to actually putting it out there. 
Yeah. And I'll say these things in the comfort of my own home all the time. And I'll think these things or I'll make these artifacts or I'll do whatever, you know, whatever I'm totally. doing. Um, I have music out in the world that, uh, that is not under my name mm. that is on Bandcamp and things like that under other names. Like and secret to, names. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. That I've never, that I've never shown anybody. My wife has never heard them. Whoa. And things like that. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't like my representation out there because I am self-conscious about that stuff and it's all stupid and it's ego-based and things like that. I don't want anybody, I'm so afraid of a negative comment that, um, that I will keep things away from others that I want to share. Mm. And I know that 90% of the comments would be positive or more. Mm. but uh you know but the the one comment would get me so badly that you know that i would be you know so hurt by it so it's just a it's a stupid thing that i'm really working on trying to get over and part of me i've i've very seriously considered just being like like you may see me one day on instagram or somewhere else just be like here's everything personal and gross about me and everything about me that no one would ever you would that you would never want to tell anybody about those things about me i'm here they are because here's everything because i part of me says the way to get over it is to just put everything out there Whoa. like yeah i mean part of me is just like maybe that's the solution yeah. like rip this proverbial band-aid off you know but uh i don't know i mean it's been you know part of me part of me is inches away from that and a part of me is like well, maybe I can like put this thing out and then I'll see how that goes. And then I'll put this thing. Maybe, maybe that's my way, baby steps. And, and part of me is like, no, just do it all. You know? <laughs> so I, and I've been back and forth my whole life. I really have, you know? So, um, but it's, you know, it's something that I'm working on, mm. you know, it's the other, the other part of it is, is that I've, gained weight over the years after i lost a bunch of weight and got a bunch of nice compliments about all this weight that i lost mm. and then you know years later back i i'm back at this this high weight and uh you know i think about all the positive comments i got and i think oh man well i won't hear those negative comments but people are gonna think of mm. so if i don't show my face if i don't show my body then no one will know any wiser and then they'll see me somewhere and then i'll still be afraid to show anything because because I'm like, well, maybe if I don't post it, they'll forget mm. that I'm some fat ass. <laughs> and it's like totally, I don't care. I don't judge other people for their weight. Mm. And I trust the people that I care about. The mm. people that, the people that, who have opinions that I care about, I know won't care. Mm. But I still have a mental block. So it's something I've, you know, something I've thought a lot about. And something that I, you know, continue to struggle with, but you know, continue to work on. So, dude, weight shit is so tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and other stuff too. I mean, like, you know, I it's not just that, but it's like it's a lot of that, and and a lot of other stuff too. You know, mm. but it's like, yeah, it is tough, and and everyone deals with stuff. You know, if it's not that, then it's something else. You know, yeah, the one the one thing that you could take a lot of comfort in, like talking about those kinds of things on the Internet, is that most people hate the way they look. So it would be very relatable 
for most people. Yeah. Where you yeah. talk about your relationship with your body. Yeah. I mean, in my own way, you know, I've fluctuated like 60, 70 pounds since mm-hmm. I was since I was like 15 or something, always going up and going down. And yeah. I've had periods of my life where I was like fasting and running marathons mm-hmm. and yeah. losing all this weight and then gaining mm-hmm. it back and whatever yeah. else. And I've been a part of like support groups for like trying to eat less and all that shit. Um, 100%. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a wild thing. I actually just today started reading a new book on nutrition stuff. Yeah, this guy, um, there's this guy Jared Jared Trimpey or Jason Trimpey. I don't remember if I'm saying this correctly, but he he wrote this book called Rational Recovery. Interesting. And Rational Recovery is a response to Alcoholics Anonymous. Where Alcoholics Anonymous largely says you have a disease and there's no cure for this disease, but your higher power can help you uh, can help you abstain. Yeah. Rational recovery says your disease is basically a really, really bad habit, but you're in control and you can use uh, you can use rational thinking to get over your bad habit. Um, So him and his wife put out, so Rational Recovery is like the main book, but then him and his wife put out this book called uh, Taming the Feast Beast, which is a tacky, tacky name. (laughs) But I just started reading it today. Yeah, cool. They inspired this other girl, uh, I forget her name, but she wrote this book called uh, Brain Over Binge which she had struggled with binge eating like her whole life. Mm -hmm. And I listened to that audio book and her audio book like blew my mind. Um, So I've been like trying to check out these different things, but it's so relatable, man. Like totally. Yeah. I, I, I fully understand that. Like the things I have to comment about are true to others. Totally. Yeah. But I don't want to admit that I have those problems. I hear you. Because this ego doesn't want to be lumped in with everybody else. <laughs> I hear you. So I think I think on some level it's that. I mean, I really do. I, I think it's you know I I uh, and I empathize with other people about that stuff. Mm. But when it comes to what am I going to put out into the world, I get so defensive of my brand or whatever, however you want to say it. Mm. Although I don't think in those terms. That's definitely a way you could say it. Yeah um that i you know don't want to admit that i have those issues yeah or that i have those concerns or anything else and it's so funny that i have these other issues stemming from that you know that i the issue that i can't put out more stuff because mm. i can't convince myself to that it's okay to put out more stuff mm. you know and 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 that bleeds into my songwriting and stuff too mm. where i i will start writing a tune and i'll get three quarters of the way into it and then i'm like let me scrap the whole thing because every idea that I have is horrible. Oh, oh you wrote an F chord. Everyone, everyone in the history of music has played an F chord. So you're trash for doing that. And it's like, what? Like if someone told me that, if a student talked to me like that, I'd be like, um, you have a problem. You need to get over that. Like that's, that's silly. There are great pieces of music that have that chord or, 
yeah. or use that note or like it'll even be that it'll be like i can't believe you're you know i i started writing something the other day and then one of the things that i went to was like a two five but it was just a i was writing like a, a like a uh non-jazz tune it was not didn't have extensions it didn't sound like jazz at all yeah it was literally a root two going to a root five and i was like what are you doing you stupid idiot like everyone has done that that's such a trope like you should you know you should create something unique and different and and it's all it's all garbage you know i understand intellectually that all those emotional thoughts are garbage Hmm. but i have them (laughs) and so you know it's something i have to contend with and it's something I, i work on all the time and it's been 10 plus years of working on that stuff yeah you know realistic artistically at least you know of course that comes even further back because i grew up not thinking that you know, being told that other genres of music were not as valid mm. as classical music mm. i grew up with that kind of background so um so i think you know there's layers there and you know without getting too psychological about it you know i understand that i have some demons that other people don't have you know the the, the mainstream doesn't have Mm-hmm. but other people have those things you know mm-hmm. some of them and then other ones that are are present in everyone you know everyone has self-doubt when they write everyone has concerns about image everyone has different things like that some people you know don't think they're allowed to write non-classical music <laughs> pieces mm-hmm. and and others don't have that issue because of the way they were raised mm-hmm. um but a lot of my a lot of my concerns with with putting out art into the world have to do with things that everyone deals with. Mm. I just have it in a way that like really, really uh, locks me up Mm. with putting stuff out. But, you know, again, it's something that I'm really trying to work on and, you know, deal with every day. So yeah, trying to make the best of quarantine, man, you know, uh, no one all, can hurt me if I'm stuck in my house all day long. So maybe it's the perfect time to put out stuff, you know? You can judge me all you want, but you're stuck in your house too. So. <laughs> so. Well, do you, and this is, a, this is a question coming from a podcast host, but it's also coming from a friend of yours who knows you fairly well. Do you think that you're more afraid of people actually judging you or do you think it really is just the conversation happening in your mind? Oh, I think most of it is in my mind. Yeah. But realistically, if I put something out there and 200 people see it on my Instagram story, Uh someone is going to think is going to judge me in some ways. Hmm. My problem is that if you asked me, like intellectually, I don't care. Mm-hmm. If you're going to judge me on stupid crap, like I don't care about your opinion anyway. Mm. Right. But emotionally, <laughs> and when I'm in the moment of making that art, yeah. whatever it is, yeah, that's when I have this issue of like suddenly caring for some stupid reason. Mm. And, and, you know, I've tried a lot of methods and nothing has clicked yet, but I, I just, I think it's going to come. I really do. And when it comes, man, watch out. Cause I have a lot of stuff to put out, but, uh, well, all I can say, man, is that my life would be better if I was ingesting your content on a regular basis. 
I appreciate that. Maybe and that's, I, and I maybe that's that. a good reason for me to put stuff out. And I mean that, like, even if you can just put it out, like for Eric Davis, like put it out <laughs> and be like, even if one person hates this, even if 400 people hate this, I know Eric wants to see this. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and here's the thing too, is I have so many friends that put so much stuff out mm. and I am their number one cheerleader. I really yeah. love when people put stuff out. Yeah. I listen to stuff all the time. I try and buy friends stuff on Bandcamp. I try and really support. I love being a part of the community. I love uh, that people that I know make art that impacts my life yeah. regularly. That I And I take everything so seriously with that. I really... If you put something out and you post about it, I'm going to go listen to it. I'm going to go give it my time. Yeah. I'm going to go give it all of my energy. I'm going to put my phone down when I listen to it. I'm going to focus on it and I'm going to take it in and I'm going to think positive things about it every time. Even if it's not for me, I'm going to be like, yes, good on you for putting things out. And that must be something that's important to you. And that's really cool. And yeah. And yet I don't give people the benefit of the doubt that that's what they're going to think about my stuff. Mm. But, but I, I hear you. I mean, and that's, and that's maybe something that will inspire me to, to put more stuff out is, is the idea that, you know, if someone actually feels that way, then, then, you know, maybe one person impacting one person is, is worth putting out all the stuff that you don't want to put out necessarily. You yeah. know, I know that there are artists out there that if they put anything out, I will, you know, I will be so happy to consume that, you know, that anything that they do, even if it's like their worst stuff, I'm like, yes, please. Thank you. You know? And, and so that's a, that's a huge thing. So, you know, I appreciate the, the supportive words and, and, uh, and I got to remind myself about for sure. Totally. Have you also ever thought about just going the complete other direction and like, wearing a mask and like a costume and like take take on a that's persona what, that's what this band camp music is man <laughs> I, have, I have a mellotron album hell yeah it's on band camp i'm not gonna tell you the name of it you're not but, really? no because it's for me oh no. i know that's, the people want to know that's too bad <laughs> so, so talk me through the psychology of putting a record on Bandcamp, but then telling no one that was the name. That was me trying to work on putting things out. I said to myself, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna force myself to put this out, but the compromise is gonna be that I'm gonna tell no one and, and things like that. But at least uh, it's gonna be out there. And maybe that gets me a step closer to feeling more comfortable with this cool. stuff. So it was an experiment and you know. I've done little things like that here and there. But, yeah. And some of it's ridiculous, man. I like recorded a, a piece I love by uh, this guy, Jez Waldo, this composer from the Renaissance era mm -hmm. who wrote uh, these songs. And he, he wrote this, this piece and it's really cool. And it's really harmonically interesting and way ahead of its time, like 200 years ahead of its time. Wow. And he's just this brilliant composer who also killed his wife. So that's interesting. But, uh, but that's a story for another time. But, <laughs> but Jels Waldo, or... uh, she, was, she was sleeping with some other guy. 
He um, killed them both. He killed them both, and then the police let him go because they liked his music so much. Wait, yeah. where and when was this? Des Waldo in the Renaissance era. I don't remember the exact dates. Uh, I could find more information for you, for sure. But something I used to lecture about. But fascinating. But uh, yeah, Jez Waldo is amazing, super amazing genius artist. And I took this Jez Waldo piece and I recorded it, all the individual parts, so I could kind of get into the individual parts a little more just for practice. I had already recorded it MIDI, so I just cleaned it up a little bit on Logic and I uh, made all the, all the instruments be like this horrible saxophone patch. And then I detuned them all by a few cents in different directions. And I put it on the internet. And it's on my part. See, it's so funny because that's on my SoundCloud. Oh, wow. Under my name. Yeah. But the album of music that I wrote seriously is on, on Bandcamp under someone else's name. Huh. So it's just like, it's just a thing where it's like, sometimes it's easy for me to put stuff out if it's something that I know that the audience won't take as seriously. Hmm. But if it's something that's personal and serious, then I'm like, you know, mortified by the prospect of someone listening to it and judging it. Because it's mine, you know, it's me. I don't want people to judge that. It's sacred. It's it's mine. It's sacred to me, you know, sacred internally. Yeah. You know, so. But I think there's like, there's room for that. Like not everything needs to be, not everything sacred needs to be on the internet and in just. For sure. For sure. You know, I think of like, uh, like Emily Dickinson, right? Like mm-hmm. most of her work, I, I could be getting the name wrong, but I'm, I, Emily Dickinson was a poet, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. She like, mo- a major, most of her work was found like posthumously, right? Like, yeah, I think so. That rings a bell. I think so. I could be totally wrong. I don't. I don't know my American poets as well as I should. But I mean, op- operating under the assumption that that's the case. Yeah. You know, she she wrote all that shit, and that was for her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, it I think that's beautiful too. Yeah, that's that. That's you know. okay. I think. But that, um, I have. In, would she have done that in 2020? Yeah, it is. It is a different time. I really like, I really love social media. I hate it, but I love it. Mm-hmm. But I really love, talk about rules, talking about the quarantine being a rule, you know, and art having to be made with that rule in mind or, or around that rule. Yeah. If social media is a rule of our time and music is devalued monetarily and all this other crap, okay. Like we can't change that. So what can we do? We can't. We can work towards, you know, better things. And I definitely don't think we should not do that. Mm. But generally speaking, where you live in 2020, Napster has happened. LimeWire has happened. Different things have happened that have affected the way that people consume art today and value art today. And um, with that in mind, great. Let's use social media as one of those rules, you know, on some level. So I'm fascinated by that stuff. Part of me wants to interact on Instagram all day, every day mm. and be on there. And I don't have aspirations to be an influencer or <laughs> make makeup tutorials or <laughs> anything that a lot of people do that is really popular in the mainstream right now. Mm. But artistically speaking, like I would love to have 10,000 followers and for the sake of having people to interact with all the time. 
Yeah. And be able to post a story and have a poll and have people answer it and then do different things, do different activities and do and make art and make performance art out of out of this different medium that hasn't been explored that thoroughly in the history of, you know, the United States or humankind or anything else. Mm. You know, um, you know, really this social media age is so short compared to, you know, other previous eras. Yes. Um, but I think we should be talking about it as its own era. I think it's that widespread. It is significantly um, different. That I, I want to explore all that stuff, but I have this deep-seated fear. So I rarely post an Instagram story. I rarely show my face. So I rarely do this, that, and the other. And, and it's dog pictures only. But part of me is like, oh, let me do this 10 hours a day because all I want to do is make art of different kinds with different people and, and interact with different people artistically and you know that's fascinating to me when i was living in reno i did performance art quite a bit and it was really cool but it was offline you know and uh so to to marry the two things would be fascinating to me what kind of performance art were you doing i did different things we did some like crazy concerts i did some stuff with like recreating a movie theater and like doing a live performance with uh the movie 2001 space odyssey like kind of that rescoring it with familiar for piano and tape and uh yeah. and and performing it live and we did a like we made a birthday party for three famous people and we I remember did that different one. stuff like that. Different different things. I was about to do one in April during the Reno Jazz Festival. I was gonna go up there and be an adjudicator. Because uh-huh. you know, art isn't art unless you judge it. Yes. Um so I was gonna go be an adjudicator for that festival and while I was up there I wanted to do this midnight concert. Uh-huh. And I was going to perform some music and I was going to have some other friends, guests perform some music. And then we were going to end the night by singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Uh, but I wanted to sing the whole thing Yeah. at a not fast tempo <laughs> <laughs> and do like a 30 minute performance of 99 bottles of beer on the wall. And that festival got canceled as everything in the world did. And, um, and so I recorded it on, midi on logic or on my keyboard or something and i looped it and i worked out the melody exactly how the different numbers go as far as syllables and then put it on soundcloud and linked it on my instagram for a couple days and like two people commented on it (laughs) and it was that's cool like that's fine with me i just like doing weird shit man and i like and i like exploring stuff and i and one of the so the exploration there to me is time you know with performance and i'm sure those two people that commented on it didn't listen to the whole thing but the idea of someone sitting there and listening to it wound up being like 20 minutes listening to a 20 minute recording of midi saxophone or whatever playing playing 99 bottles of beer on the wall is fascinating to me like yeah you know especially in an age where every piece of art ever is accessible you know with a google search someone spending their time on that is fascinating to me and that being out there is fascinating to me and making that is fascinating to me. And I don't know. So I'm, I'm, you know, I want to explore those things, but there's definitely something personal that I have to get over with that stuff. So that's been an issue. Do you, do you have a game plan of, I I don't, I don't, I mean, it's, it's like, it's going to have to be, a fundamental change in myself mm. in some way, you know, I really have to to work on it. So I, I'm really like very, really, I'm, you know, trying to get over it while I'm 
essentially under house arrest here, <laughs> stuck in this uh, stuck in this apartment. So hopefully you'll see more of me soon because I'm I'm you know definitely thinking about stuff and I want to put some mandolin stuff out there even though I don't know how to Fuck play yeah. it. And I want to you know I want to put some other stuff out there. And I wrote a, a tune the other day that I'm starting to finally feel like I have a direction with some of the music I'm writing again. You know, project to project, you know, that stuff comes and goes, but uh, felt felt good. Felt like it was a step in the right direction. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Hell yeah, dude. Got to put stuff out there. Got to gotta go live, you know. Gotta, I, actually, I'm pretty happy with the setup. I feel like I, I look pretty clear and I'm well lit, it looks like. Dude, you, might got be the you, you got yourself so, a light. You so got I got a, a light. Yeah, I bought a ring light. So, yeah. you know. I, you know, what more do I need? So now the thing that this is the perfectionist in me is that I took these glasses off so you wouldn't see the rings there. I think that's um, a good move. I, I do too. Yeah. I, good. <laughs> but, I, have, uh, yeah, I have a lamp here with some tissue paper diffuser. Nice. Yeah. So here it is like a little closer to me. I think it's a little yeah. too washed out. Yeah. I think I might get a, I think I might get a thicker uh, diffuser, like a, like a piece of paper maybe. Yeah. <laughs> cool and uh use that i could also maybe like uh it's not doing anything but this uh, ring light was like 15 bucks on amazon hell mean, yeah. it's very unethically made <laughs> <laughs> and i'm supporting a horrible company but it <laughs> definitely was i had to do it for a job interview that i had cool. to do like i had to record a, a pre-interview video yeah, uh, for like a management job for Target, actually for something for um, a tech, a Target tech. Yeah, uh, I remember. You and so I had to do a pre-interview for that, and uh, and so I bought this ring light, and then yeah. now have it for other stuff. But I'm happy with how it looks. So maybe maybe I need to go on Instagram, just hey guys, and you know, do some stuff. Do some. One hundred percent should, dude. Maybe I will. Maybe tomorrow is the day. Maybe I go on Instagram live tomorrow. I was telling you, dude, whenever I see your face on my phone, I get stoked. I can just send you a picture, man. Your life will be that much better. I would be stoked. If you sent me a picture of your face every day. Like that? Yeah. I would be super stoked. You got it. You're going you're gonna to really regret that in a few days. <laughs> Not at all. I would never regret that. Just know that I am going to repost it to my Instagram. So <laughs> if you do that, you're going to get so many pictures <laughs> just for the walls. <laughs> That's amazing. That's have so I, uh, I'm sure I've talked to you about this guy, but um, have I talked to you about this guy, Stephen Pressfield? The name absolutely he, uh, sounds familiar. He wrote this book called The War of Art. The War of Art. That sounds less familiar. I'm, Tell me about I'm, that. I'm sure I've told you about it because I've told everybody about it. But it's basically this. It's it's the best self-help book for artists that I've ever encountered. I do remember this. We might have talked about it on the first episode. Did we talk I, about that? Maybe. I think we did. Because I, I talked to everybody about yeah. it. So I'm sure cool. cool. To, Tell me more about it. About it. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's just... It's just the most important book I've ever read. It's no big deal, whatever. So I'm purchasing that tomorrow. No, I'm don't. I'm, I, I will be on it. I'm serious. And this is the thing is I don't think other people will take the things I say seriously, but you say something like that and I will. I will have read that book in two weeks. 
Well, I believe it. When you told me that you listened to that one song for like for an two hour. hours. Yeah. <laughs> hour and a half, whatever it was. Yeah. That was crazy. Totally. Hey, but, and uh, that's that is for real. Yeah, I believe it. On a loop. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way I do things. But I don't, you know, I don't always think that other people are going to, you know, be as serious about the things I say. But totally. I take you seriously. So. Right. <laughs> so what so for you what what did this book aid you in okay so this book he personifies resistance and mm-hmm. resistance is anything that keeps the artist from working on their art and that can be anything from like what you're talking about like the fear of being seen and being judged yeah. but it could also be like the coronavirus like the thought (laughs) in our head like oh yes going to shit just will not work on something 100 percent. or maybe uh like for me like i was really i was like super stoked to play with you for my Mm -hmm. show and then and then you got sick and i got really sick got like crazy sick i was so sad because i was like this is me going out there and making art like I want to be doing. It wasn't a, that wasn't a being afraid to show my face thing because that's in person. It's a little different, but I was so upset, man, because when you don't make a lot of art and then you have an opportunity to make something and then you can't make it. Ooh, resistance. What resistance? That's the words you use. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's no, a hundred percent. I'm, sucks, but I'm like, from my yeah. perspective, like there was a quick thought in my head like oh like I was planning on playing with Brian and now Brian can't play and I might as well just not play either like those kinds of thoughts Uh where like we justify not finishing things. totally looking for that excuse not to do something exactly yeah Yeah. so he calls it he calls it resistance and I've I've read this book probably 10 times I read it like every morning because the little chapters are like one page each beautiful so it's like super digestible yeah um but there's that and then there's also um i've started a small group for like finishing art projects which before we were locked down i told myself next tuesday night i have off which is rare for me i want to come to that group yeah, and I was so, going to message you about that once I had a Tuesday off, but I haven't had one. And I now I have Tuesdays off and we can't be in person. <laughs> well, we've been doing it online. I want to be there. Yeah. So if you want to be in the next one, Tuesday, 100%. Like, no pressure to. For real. Ever. No, absolutely. But it's been really cool. Like this cool. week will be our 11th week meeting. That's so awesome. And um, oh, see, I didn't know about this till three weeks ago. Well, I didn't post about it publicly really okay uh, i made some instagram posts in the beginning of january on my story like i'm thinking of starting this is anyone interested and a couple people reached out um but i didn't make like a formal like hey this is something that i've started until like Mm -hmm. three or four weeks ago gotcha yeah like whenever you posted something more recently yeah yeah that's when i first heard about it and then i was like this is perfect because that's what i need i need to finish stuff and i need to put it out in the world dude that's the thing man is like it's i mean everyone struggles with it but i feel like especially artists like it's so easy for us to start things Mm -hmm. and then just finishing man can be the hardest part totally 
Yeah, yeah, man. That's it. I have so much unfinished work on my computer. I have albums worth of unfinished work on my computer. Yeah. And if I just sat down and finished it, I would have so much stuff to show the world. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. So the, uh, the, um, the small group is basically, it's all surrounded around weekly to-do lists. Cool. And everyone comes up with their own to-do list. Like there's no, (laughs) there's no dogma. There's no principles. There's no like group focus. It's literally like everyone is completely independent and responsible for their own shit. And so the idea is, is that if you're a part of it every week, you're always talking about how last week went and about Mm -hmm. this next to-do list that you're going to do. Cool. Um, So there's three sections. We do like 10 minutes of group meditation up front. Cool. we have timed shares where everyone has about seven minutes to just like talk about whatever they want. And like, Mm -hmm. no one is going to interrupt you or try and give you advice during that time. Like you just literally get to share. Cool. And then uh, the third part is like actually writing the to-do list. And, um, and then when we were meeting in person, we came up with this idea where we would have a blank canvas, like a literal canvas Mm-hmm. And if you got your to-do list done for that week, you could make a single brush stroke on that canvas. So then months from now, it would be this like abstract painting. Collection of all these accomplished goals. Exactly, exactly. That's it, cool. So now that we're online, I'm like yeah. still figuring out the virtual version of that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. The group. It's been really cool. That's awesome. How many people in the group? So there's been like four or five, On four cool. or five others that yeah. have been like super consistent. Are they all singer-songwriters? No, there's a poet cool. and then uh, there's a bass player. Actually, do you know Juan? Juan Rodriguez? I don't. Yeah, I think he was, he started CSUN after CSUN guy? graduated. Cool. Which cool you that's the same story with us i think you had graduated before i started yeah i graduated the year before you started i think and then i was on ships so i didn't meet you right away either yeah that's wild i'm trying to remember the uh was that like you started in probably like what 2013 14 god i think one of those okay well it would have been four i stopped i stopped ships in 14 so it must have been yeah yeah, because I graduated sixteen. So okay, okay. So maybe you started. 14. You didn't start right away then. You started a year after I was gone. Yeah, but yeah. around the time I was getting back to LA and stuff. Totally. Yeah. Cool. Totally. Yeah, man. But yeah, yeah, it'll be cool yeah. for you to check it out. That's great. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What do you? We talked about definitions last mm-hmm. time we talked mm-hmm. of like who we are, identities. Well, yeah right um you said there's a bass player and a poet how do you where do you fit in where do you like what do you call yourself i think the thing that i'm concerned with is songwriting songwriting you're a songwriter yeah i think that that is the skill that i try and orient all of my other practicing around and that's the thing that i'm really trying to get at Mm-hmm. And really trying to leave my mark on the world, I guess, would be like songs that I've written. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Very what, about cool. you, what about yourself, man? What are, I don't know. What Still working on it. Still working on it. I don't know, man. I really don't. I called yeah. you. A, I called you a piano player once, and you got offended. I didn't get offended. <laughs> I just. I just corrected you. <laughs> You're like I'm a musician. Yeah. I mean, it's just true. Yeah, it's true. And I play the piano. Mm. You know, I do that. I I don't identify as that. Mm. You know, but I don't identify. I don't know. I don't know. I think if I maybe if I was putting more stuff out, I'd have more clarity. Mm. But to me, it's a mess. I mean, I write poetry, and mm. I've been trying to write song lyrics recently. Mm. And I write other stuff, and I wrote a play once, and wow. short stories, and play piano, and now trying to play mandolin and play violin and viola. Yeah. Not that I'm great at any of this stuff. I'm not saying it like, oh, look at all the stuff I can do. But like, I don't know where I fit in. You know, I, I truly don't know. I don't have a sense of identity with any of that necessarily. You don't feel identified to the, to, to the piano at all? Oh, I mean, not as, and not as me, you know. It's the thing that people call me to do, the service that people call me to do the most. Yeah. But, you know... Um, I'm a hat salesman 40 hours a week and I'm a piano player a couple hours a week. So, mm. you know, which one am I, you know, well, people yeah, call me to do that more than they do piano, you know? So, well, but I don't identify as that either necessarily, you know, time is just time is one metric that yeah. we can measure these things by. Oh, Oh, certainly. And I'm not suggesting that my hat salesmanship is, is my, actual identity yeah. i just you know it does you know it, it definitely uh it has changed for me over the years you know mm-hmm. my perspective on on all that but i'm just curious with you because i don't know i mean you have you have extensive jazz training and and you play in you know bands and you write your own music and you you know do this and that i was wondering where you thought you fit in because i don't know that we talked about that very much last time Totally. No, yeah, I think for me, it's songwriting. Um, I've over the past year, year and a half, I've really worked very hard on trying to sing better. Like singing mm-hmm. is something that I've, I've just really had to work for. And yeah. then now with being on quarantine, also, mm-hmm. I'd just like to take a moment to say that in the past 20 seconds, it started raining like a lot harder. See, we had the rain earlier there. there. It's it's raining and it's a lot, but it's yeah. it was even more earlier and it's uh, probably up at you now, you know. Yeah, it's so it's so nice. I just I I love it when it rains. Oh here. yeah, definitely. But um, anyway, with the with the quarantine, I have been practicing a lot more like guitar nerdy specific stuff. Like I was. Cool. I was like practicing altered scale today, like stupid. <laughs> cool. That's nerdy. That's kind of what I'm loving about mandolin right now is like when I practice piano these days, it doesn't, I don't know that I'm practicing the way I used to. Hmm. And I'm not like really getting like heavy on technicalities and technical stuff. And I don't know. I'm I'm trying to work through music that I have to play or I'm 
trying to write music or I'm, I'm using it as a tool more than I'm practicing it as an instrument. Yeah. Uh, but with mandolin, it's like you have to, if you're starting from scratch, you have to start with technical stuff. So it's like, it's kind of refreshing to be like, oh yeah, like let me work on these scales and like, yeah. let me work on getting into position and stuff yeah. like that. I don't know. I don't know enough about the mandolin community yet to know if they refer to it as like third position, fifth position, things like that. But like, yeah. that's what it is on violin, and and I know how to get there. But it definitely takes work on a mandolin, you know. So it's definitely something interesting to me and and refreshing to me to like kind of explore. So maybe you know it sounds like you're doing the same kind of stuff where you're kind of reapproaching some stuff, and that's been an exciting thing for me. And you know, the quarantine thing. Maybe a silver lining for sure. Yeah, man. There, there, there are uh, there are upsides to it. The uh, dude, the the economic devastation. Yeah. That our country and our state and our city is about to experience. I like. I have I have no idea how we're gonna get through this, man. Absolutely. I'm out of a job. My wife is out of a job. I filed for unemployment. You know, we'll see what happens, but now yeah. The 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 fine print on unemployment. Yeah. Like you are not able to work, but they would they would have a job for you if you were able to work. So do you do yes. you qualify for unemployment because of this i read some stuff and they're they are making exceptions or it is an exception already but interesting but essentially yeah it's like a natural disaster type of situation where you can file for unemployment even though you have a job waiting for you Mm. but you're unable to work right now so i'm i'm as a full-time employee i'm owed at least 32 hours a week yeah you know that's what's guaranteed to me and being a full-time employee and it is not they're not able to give me that now they give totally. me zero hours a week. So I can file for unemployment and uh and I did. And right. we'll see, you know, we'll see what's next. My rent is paid for April and my rent is paid for May because I paid first and last when I moved in here and our lease is up after May. But if we are still on lockdown, we're gonna go back up north to Northern California mm. and wait it out there until we have jobs back down here again and then we'll find a place and move in. But Wow. Um, you know, we don't have rent money after that. So I have a free place to stay. That's a privilege that we were talking about earlier, you know, mm. uh, a free place to stay in Northern California. So we're going to go stay up there and, you know, pack all the stuff in some boxes and put them in our cars and, you know, drive up there. Yeah. We'll see, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy, but, but we're not there yet. So we'll, you know, we're just kind of waiting it out, see what goes on, you know. It's wild, man. Would you consider totally. any sort of like a, I don't know, I guess the options are like, we could work at Costco. Yes. And, I, and I've and i thought about that stuff. We could. Totally. There's, there's jobs. There's definitely stuff. You know? I mean, like not enough for everyone. No, but there's stuff out there that people are currently hiring for stuff. Yeah. You know, I one of my employees is working at Costco now. You know, he's oh, getting really? more hours than he did at my store. So good for him, you know, but, uh, and he'll probably stay there when this is over because I'm sure he's good at that stuff. And, and we didn't have a lot of hours for him anyway, Mm. but, uh, you know, good for him. But, uh, 
but I'm not there yet because I have money and, and Lauren's getting paid for two more weeks Oh, great. from her company. So she gets two weeks pay. So we're using that and we're going to wait things out for a couple of weeks. If in a few weeks we feel like this is going to be super long and we feel like we're going to make the push to stay here, then I'll go find a job. Mm. In the meantime, if I can find some work online, definitely going to explore that some more. Um, but it's looking like even if I did go get another job, we'd have to move up to Northern California in the short term if, if this goes on into June, you know, which I don't, I don't foresee it being so, you know, such a lockdown necessarily at this point through all of May. We'll see. But, uh, you know, we're kind of playing it week by week. Totally. And right now it's like, you know, I don't, even if I started working now at Costco, I don't know that. I would be in a place. I don't think the result would be the same. Mm. I, or let me let me rephrase that. I think the result would be the same at the end of May. Would yeah. be if we're still locked down, we'd be moving. And if we're not, we're not. So, um, so we're kind of riding it out right now. Yeah, I I know you guys are. Uh, you know, you're you're looking to move anyway. Like you're yeah, we are going to move if we can. Yeah, it's kind of horrendous. I it's wonder. great right now because they're not doing street sweeping and we're not going anywhere. So. Oh, oh <laughs> I haven't moved my car in five days. It's great. So. Dude, your your parking situation it's so bad. gives me such a headache. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so I, have, I have felt feelings I've, I've literally never, never felt in my life other than driving around in circles looking for a parking spot oh. for two and a half hours at three in the morning. God damn. Dude. You know, it's absolutely horrendous. And and that's on the city and they need to do more for people living here, but mm. it's bad. So, you know. yeah. yeah. Wild. Wild. Yep. I wonder if, uh, if the lockdown does continue that long, mm -hmm. I wonder if it would kind of be like the perfect time to look for a new spot. My other thought, but I don't know that we would have the seed money, you know, we'd have a deposit ready. I hear you. You know, area. depending, we'll see, you know, we'll see where our finances are and stuff, but yeah, um, you know, it's like if we get two more weeks of pay and our rent is already paid here, we can survive on the food we have and, and the money that's coming in the next two weeks. Yeah. And, you know, if all else is paid, yeah, we can pay our bills. We can, you know, but it's not a ton. So we'll see wild yeah but it's cool we'll be fine either way we have some you know again we're steeped in privilege like we'll, we'll be fine we have families that'll look out for us and we have free places to live up there and you know and cool, things man. like that so we'll, cool. we'll get through it and we'll come back down here because this is where we want to be but, hell yeah you know it's just a matter of when things return to normal a little bit you know mm. i have a good paying job waiting for me so does lauren so Mm. you know we definitely wouldn't pass those up and stay up north you know yeah but if we had to move up for a month or so we'd you know we'd make it work yeah so, i mean that's not the end of the world you know, yeah so not at all we don't have a lot of stuff that we would have to move so you know i could rent yeah. a small u-haul and be fine so yeah totally we'll figure it out dude there's just so there i mean there's there's got to be millions of people you know that have that's why that is why I think we're just playing it week by week because it's just, yeah. it's now's the moment that people are figuring out that we actually have to take care of the working class mm. and not just screw them over constantly. Totally. <laughs> you know? 
you know, in moments like this, we, you know, we, we have a responsibility as a country mm. to take care of our poorest and our, our, you know, least cared for. And it's something that we try and ignore week to week. We have all these homeless people and we have all these people that are underserved and under, you know, underpaid and different things like that. And mm. now all of a sudden that stuff's not sustainable. You know, all those jobs that were considered, you, oh, we don't need a working wage. We don't need a living wage for those people because mm. that job is unskilled labor. Mm. And then all of a sudden we're relying on those people in this, in this moment of, of, you know, kind of uh, societal dismay, you yeah. know, um, or disarray, I guess, um, where, you know, suddenly the grocery store clerks are so much higher higher in value to us as a society than they were yeah weeks ago when people were saying oh they don't deserve 15 dollars an hour they don't deserve a living wage they don't deserve this that and the other by the way 15 dollars an hour is not enough to that's not a living wage in los angeles totally. um but uh but even then people were saying they don't deserve that mm. and now we're going oh thank god they're here mm. thank god we have these grocery clerks yeah. to serve us our you know, I need to get my quinoa for my, for my stay at home. You know, it's like, Oh, shut up. Like, you know, if you're pulling six figures and you, you got to get your quinoa from whole foods, but you don't think that that worker who's selling it to you deserves healthcare mm. or a living wage. It's absolute crap. I, totally. I just think it's totally. And I, and I hope it's a wake up call for people. I mm. hope it's a moment where people are reflecting on that. I don't know that everyone will. I, I know that everyone won't, that not everyone will, but um but i hope that some do i hope it's a shift a little bit i'm optimistic in that way you know yeah man. we'll see but we're waiting it out you know we're waiting to see what happens there's got to be something you know i it's, hope so i hope that there's some sort of a way that um people are not evicted from their homes and we're we are and... so we are so above the margin we're so you know we're so privileged in that way we're we're so in a better situation than so many people that i just don't see a situation where where things get so bad that even we are you know in a position of of anything i think there would be you know riots in the streets before that you know i'm kind of surprised that there haven't not crazy riots yet man and i feel like part of the reason is because this pandemic is like it's a faceless uh enemy where it's not and yet every day there's a face on our tvs that is not doing enough to to solve these problems and it's not walking down the country which needs to happen you know so i don't know i agree it's you know the silent enemy or whatever the invisible enemy as they keep saying yeah but We'll see what happens, man. I, I don't know that it's going to go to that, but I, I just, I think there's got to be some, some change, some relief for the working class. Mm-hmm. I think it's coming. I mean, it's got to, cause it's just not going to be sustainable for people. You know, mm-hmm. people will die in their homes of hunger. Wow. If, you know, really it, we will lose, we will lose people to other things because of this than just coronavirus if mm. if we're not taking care of our people and if all these people are out of work you know i again you know i'm privileged i'm choosing not to work at this point 
because I have a job waiting for me. And if and they told me April 19th, I'm going to get my job back. But we'll see about that. I don't believe it. That's what they said. 30 days. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see it. I, I think it's going to be way longer than that. But, but, you know, I'm waiting things out and I have money in the bank and I have privilege, the but there thing, are a lot of people that don't and they have decisions to make. <laughs> the thing that you have in your favor is that the store that you work at is relatively small. Yes. So maybe oh, if, I'm, maybe I'm number if, two in the store. So if anybody's getting hours, I'm getting hours. Well, n- not just that, but from like a societal illness standpoint, like oh yeah, like of the stores that open, yeah. it's possible that your store might open before your wife's workplace opens. My my counter to that is that we're in a mall. There's that a really large mall. There's that. So, yeah. although I could not believe we stayed open as late as we did. Mm. I closed the store the night that we closed mm. and it's like, I was like, I was standing there all day going, what am I doing here? Mm. We should be closed. Mm. You know, I sold $500 of the hats, like not a lot. <laughs> what is that in you comparison know? to like, a my goal for the day, day was $5,000. Oh, wow. So you did one yeah. tenth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our traffic was down about 80 to 90 percent in the last week and it's like why why are we open you know and everyone that's coming in is in masks and they're wow i don't know what they're doing shopping but that's why we have a lockdown now it's because those people couldn't figure it out and stay home in the first place yeah but it's totally non-essential yeah you know i love hats i really like wearing hats you know but they're not essential (laughs) or anything close to it. So I just, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But um, I would be surprised if we're open in April 19th, you know? Yeah, man. I don't, I don't know what to think. Like I guess an ideal scenario is that we've locked down so well that we've kind of nipped it in the bud and we might have, but other States, that's the problem. Uh, it's not national. Yeah, I hear you. You know, there are people spring breaking in Florida right now. Mm. It's it's bonkers. It's totally nuts. And so this is the thing I'm trying to remind myself of is our bubble is totally locked down right now. Mm. You know, white West Coast intellectual liberal, you know, totally. privileged totally. people are totally, you know, holed up in their apartments and their houses with white wine and, and you know, yeah. and art on TV. Yeah. But, you know, that is not everybody. Mm. And, and I'm really concerned. I really think, I think on April 19th, it, the, the prospect of businesses opening back up will be unfathomable, unfathomable. I really don't think anybody will be surprised in the slightest if things stay closed on April 19th. Because I think, unfortunately, I think that everything's going to look very different then. You know, if it's anything like Italy. Yeah we're going to be in a position where, you know, the bodies are stacking up and it's, it's really unfortunate, but. God damn. A couple, a couple factors I've heard about Italy is that one, their population has a much higher concentration of older folk. Yes. hundred percent. Than ours yeah. does. And then the other thing that I've heard about Italy is that their family units like yeah. in houses 
are yeah. much more likely to be multi-generational and, in and, Italy than here. And when they greet each other, they kiss each other on the cheeks and things yeah. like that. Totally. But every other number has rivaled Italy. We've just been about 10 mm. days behind it. Mm. And about 48 hours ago, we were hearing about people putting bodies out on the street in sheets because the, the National Guard or whatever version of that that they have there mm. was going to go take them away because they were just carting off the bodies because there were that many of them. Damn. And, and we're a bigger country and our numbers have rivaled Italy statistically. And, and I don't know. I mean, I hate to be a downer, but I really like, I hear of you. course, of course, I hope that all this stuff is, is not true. And, and until we see it, I will keep hoping that, but, mm. um, but it seems to me like things are going to get way worse before they get better. And I'm just kind of trying to remind myself of that only to brace myself for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, have you thought about, have you not to be dark, but have you thought about like, what am I going to do if I lose a family member over this? Well, I have resolved, like, I'm not, I'm not seeing my parents right now. Yeah. me either. Uh, so like my parents are not to, not to out my parents age, but they're, they're over 60, both of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was video chatting them a couple days ago and they were like, oh, like, come home, stay with us during this time. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm fine here. Like, yeah. I, this is my life. I, I want to stay here. And they're like, okay, well, like, you can visit us whenever. Like, we'd rather yeah. get Corona and see our son than, like, not yeah. see our son. My parents give me the same thing. Yeah. And I was just like. <laughs> I was just like, no, like I just, no I, I don't, way. <laughs> I don't want to risk it. Like, yeah, all, absolutely. You know, it's like another thing to, it's another thing to drop off my base at the Luthier's house, who yeah. is close to my age and has a wife. And I had an extensive conversation with them about like, hey man, is is it cool if I drop this base off? Like, totally. totally like, let's talk about it. There's yeah. a difference between that and then possibly, you know, getting my parents sick because of the whole, you know, totally. some people, some people are asymptomatic. Oh, absolutely. And there's 100%. no, there's no way to know if I'm in that category. Totally. Um, totally. So I have resolved, you know, I mean, at, at this point I'm not seeing anyone, but before the yeah. lockdown, I was yeah. resolved to not interact with anyone that would be at risk. Totally. And um, my brother uh, battled Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer for a couple of years. So he's... So he's totally at risk. He's totally yeah. at risk. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, how old is he? I think he's late 30s, early 40s at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I, I, I definitely... And I don't, I don't have grandparents around anymore. Yeah. yeah and uh, my, my aunts and uncles are... A little bit distant. I haven't seen them in a very gotcha. long time. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I I I really hope my parents don't get it. Yeah, I feel you. That's definitely something I've been thinking about. You know, it's just like, you know, there's a chance that that us or someone we know will lose a family member and not see them again. Totally, hundred percent. And and being aware of that stuff and bracing for it is kind of what I'm talking about when I talk about all these grim statistics and stuff like that. It's just like, you know, you got to be prepared a little bit emotionally, you know, for all that. And then if, you know, I'm not, I'm sleeping at night still, you know, I'm sleeping at night and I'm, and I'm, you know, 
I'm not a mess over here, but it's like definitely, you know, something I haven't not thought about because we have at risk people in our family, you know, not a lot. I have a small family, but my wife has people too in her family that are at risk and, you know, we'll see, but uh, you know, we're trying to spread information and, and, you know, check in on people and stuff. I think that's a beautiful thing that's been happening. People checking in on each other. I get messages all the time from people that are just like, Hey, how you doing, man? Like, how's everything? You guys good? That's cool, man. You don't get that on a random Tuesday, you know? (laughs) It's this wild thing where everyone in the world right now, everyone in our world and then everyone in the world is experiencing this thing where a friend of mine was telling me this earlier and I, I totally agreed with him. You can literally pick up the phone and call anyone you've ever met and just be like, hey, how, how are you doing? And they're home. Yeah. <laughs> you know they're home. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. I've been using it, man. I've, I've sent more messages on Instagram and Facebook and things like that in the last two days, three days mm. than I had in the previous three months, mm. you know. And it's just checking in with people, not overdoing it, but, you know, just trying to, you know, take everyone's temperature figuratively, not literally. And, totally. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, uh, I think it's a cool thing, man. You know, our lives are defined by the people that we spend them with, you know, totally. I think that's, I think that's a huge, I think that's a huge thing to realize. Yeah. And, uh, maybe this is a time that people realize it that weren't already realizing it. Yeah. Or a reminder for some people, you know, yeah. which is why it's cool that you're doing this. Thanks, man. I, I, yeah. I appreciate the, uh, the positive feedback. Oh, absolutely, man. I think it's super cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love putting on podcasts while yeah. cooking, totally driving or whatever else. I mean, yeah. I'm not doing much driving these days, but, uh, yeah it like makes me feel like I'm hanging out with my friends totally without the social pressure of like having to actually interact or whatever else. Totally. And uh, that's what I hope this podcast can be for someone else listening. It's just like a little bit of comfort. Totally. Hangout time. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's super cool. And, and like you said earlier, if, it, if one person is positively affected by it, it's mm. pretty cool. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Do one of the, like, uh, I mean, some people might think this is a dark thought. Maybe some people wouldn't. But one of the things I'm thinking is like, all right, technology is getting better. And maybe the outside world is getting less inhabitable. Yeah. (laughs) With the factors of like global warming. And then now, like, if they're, if, 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 let's, let's say this plague happens once every two years yeah once a year you know whatever like how much more of an argument for like vr and virtual reality this this whole i mean we're already seeing positive change in cities that were ravaged by pollution and things like that Uh, have you seen this what i don't know what you mean by positive go go on twitter and look up look up what's going on in venice italy right now with their with their canals with their oh. wildlife there are deer on the streets of tokyo really there are 
there are fish in the canals that you can see. I've, I don't know if you've ever been to Venice. When I was really? there, it was, it, yeah. Oh, no, I've never when I was there, <laughs> when I was there, it was, it was smelly and the canals looked dirty uh, and, and the, the city was absolutely ravaged by pollution from all the tourism that's coming into town, cruise ships wow. docking there and things like that. Yeah. And you can see the bottom of the freaking water. You can wow. see the bottom of the, the canals yeah. from, from above the water. And it's like nothing Venice has seen in decades. Wow. And it happened in two weeks. Really? Yeah. I mean, from people not being there, you know, in the last few weeks of the lockdown, it has been amazing the amount of change that's happened for the better for, for these pollution ravaged cities. And it's not just Venice, but like, wow. So maybe we ought to do this once a year. Maybe, maybe every (laughs) month, maybe every March, we just hang out in our houses. You know, it's crazy. It is a very interesting, like, um, like I hope that, okay, there are going to be some people that sit in front of their TV and watch, Lo- have, have you heard of the show Love Island? Yes. Yeah. This, this girl that I've been, like, hanging out with, like, kind yeah. of dating. Um, she's into it. She's, like, watches the show, and I'd never cool. heard about it before. But anyway, there, yeah. there's going to be people who sit in front of their TV and watch Love Island and eat Cheetos totally. oh, for totally. three months. Yeah. But there are going to be some people that really take this time to look deep inside of themselves and Absolutely. have a sort of a, a reprioritization and a spiritual awakening. Absolutely. It would be really interesting if... Uh, if we did just make it a part of our culture, like, okay, like uh, economics, like buy, sell, that's going to stop every March. And for a month, we're just going (laughs) to, yeah, (laughs) we're just going to take care of ourselves. I hear you. I hear you hundred percent. Yeah. That would be wild. I mean, and I don't know that I don't know enough to know that anything would be lasting with these Mm. positive changes, but it just tells me, that maybe this is not the worst thing for the earth mm. and maybe we should focus more on those things if we can see the if we can ha- if we can have something to point to that's tangible you know look at this picture of of the canals in venice and yeah and look at all this change you know maybe that's enough to inspire some people further with global warming efforts and different things like that because man you know we fuck up a lot of stuff in this world <laughs> You know, yeah, we humans, you know, and, and if that stuff is going to be benefiting from us being in our houses, mm. you know, internet is a, is a pretty endless uh, resource that we have, but some other things are not, you know. It's, it's wild, so, man. Like right now, in yeah. my mind, I'm sitting in the same room with you having a conversation. Totally. Like yeah. I'm fully engaged, you know. hundred percent. Me too. So it's yeah, like, I feel you. I don't know. Like I, we're not, we're not that far away from being able to just hang out in the internet all the time. And if we knew this was a thing that we could end at the end, if it wasn't for a virus, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to hugging a lot of my friends. You know totally. what I mean? Totally. That physical part aside, I'm with you hundred percent on the connection and the, the wonders of the internet. It's amazing. Yeah. But if, but if we, if we had something, you know, a period of time more regularly where we stayed away from certain things, we polluted less and we, 
if we could incorporate that in day-to-day life, of course, that's even better. But, yeah. you know, it's just, it, I just think there's a lot of lessons to be learned here. And, and we're just on the, you know, on the precipice of some bigger discoveries, I think, yeah, through man. all this, hopefully, you know. I definitely think that this is going to be, like, the, the world is never going to be the same after this. I feel that way too. I, you know, I want to see, you know, I, I don't have faith in everyone, (laughs) but I, I do, I do think there will be some lasting, lasting change. Yeah. I think this is a major moment in human history, really in modern human history, you know? So for you as an individual, let's say, let's say this lock in, uh, let's say, uh, I don't know, May 15th. Sure goes back to business about 60 days yeah yeah how do you want to have remembered this time like i what yeah what, what would you like to accomplish in these next 60 days i need to write more music cool i need to work on some of my issues or posting stuff that's definitely been something something that i've been wanting to do for years but when you have a day-to-day schedule you don't you know, it's easy to sweep under the rug, but this is maybe forcing me away from sweeping it under the rug a little bit. Um, and, you know, there are other little things, but, but, you know, artistically, that's where my mind goes. I get a bunch of time with my wife, which I love, love that time, you know, so that's great. I'll take as much of that as I can always, you know, so, uh, we definitely are people that like just want to be around each other all the time. So, um, which other couples are not, and that's great too. Like if that works for them, but but for us, it's definitely like if I can be twenty four hours with my wife in a row, that's fantastic. Mm. And if that happens sixty days in a row, that's even better, you know. Mm. Um, so uh, that's amazing. And then you know, artistic growth and and change and and using again this kind of idea of this being a rule that we have to observe in our art, mm. um, you know. Uh, using that to guide me to some some new art and some new forms of you know ways of expressing and new expressions you know yeah. i think that's big and then not dying is always nice that would I'd be like nice to, i'd like to not lose family members and friends you know yeah. I'm, I'm prepared emotionally as much as i can be for some stuff but mm. um we'll see you know man that's like that's where my head's at with all this i definitely have i've been thinking about this every day yeah. you know what can i do with my time you know what can i do with this opportunity if if, if totally. i can if i can reframe it as an opportunity instead of uh a reality that i am yeah. forced you know that is forced on me um what can i do with it and then the mandolin stuff fitting into all those categories you know? hell yeah because that's a big one i would love to like supercharge my mandolin learning like you know, progress very quickly with it because I have so much time to focus and practice. And Are there stuff. any uh, like mandolin players that you're talking to? No, I I mean I have a couple friends that play mandolin, but first few days I'm three days into learning mandolin. I mean I've cool. only been playing since Thursday. Yeah. Um. So I and really Friday. So um. So I'm at a point now where I haven't picked their brains yet. You know what I mean? I, I talked to them at first. I said, hey, I got a mandolin. I'm going to play mandolin. And they're like, cool. But uh, 
I'm going to get there for sure. Cause I want to use those resources. Mm. But uh, right now I'm, I'm at a point where I'm just like, I need to work on playing four quarter notes evenly in a row <laughs> down, totally. up, down, up, down, you know, my, my, yeah. my up and down picking is horrendous. Huh. And all I want to do is down picking the whole time. So, well, that's uh, the rock and roll in you, bro. Yeah. 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 So the one, uh, one tip I could give you without mm-hmm. anything. Um, so like, let's say like, this is the string. Yeah. Actually, I could just grab my mandolin. It's right there. <laughs> oh, sweet. Um, one of the things that I see, like a lot of be- a lot of my beginner students with the pick, is like a lot yeah. of people will want to pick completely perpendicular to the string. Yeah. But you want to put a little bit of an angle like this on the f- on the front end. Yeah, have you been? If you think about have it. you been playing around? I with haven't. That? I haven't been playing around with that. I will play around with that. Yeah. So most people awesome. want to. Yeah, you want to do it like this. So then your downstroke, cool. and then your upstroke, the same, same. The way. evenness has been my issue. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because my upstrokes are so accented. You don't. Uh, you actually, and this is a personal opinion thing. Mm-hmm. metal guitar players would disagree with what i'm about to say <laughs> but what i was going to say is that you don't actually want them to be perfectly even because gotcha. it's much more musical that they're not even gotcha um yeah so it, i just usually i just down... want to be able to do any of that you know yeah. what i mean i want to be i hear chris Thiele play yeah. i hear some other people play yeah and i'm like wow you could do anything Mm. with the instrument you have mastered the instrument totally if i asked you to play four quarter notes evenly you can play them evenly if if you if if it's unevenly you can do it unevenly so my my real focus right now although you know you of course have to learn in steps and you know learn certain skills first and other ones later and different things like that but my my real focus has been like in the long term i want to master this instrument i want to be able to do anything on it Hell yeah. And play classical music on it and play bluegrass on it and play, you know, other stuff on it. And, you know, Oh yeah. So, yeah. But Fucking thanks for the dope. tip, man. That's huge. I want to, I want to explore that now. As soon as we're uh, done yeah. chatting, I'm going to go grab the mandolin and play some more, even though my fingers are in so much pain because I don't have the uh, calluses yet. Dude, Working on I, it. <laughs> I, I regularly play guitar Mm. I regularly play my upright bass, which is mm-hmm. like a new couple months in for me kind of a thing. For sure. But enough for calluses. And enough for calluses. Yeah. Uh, the mandolin yes. is still the most painful instrument for me. Yeah. I feel it, you. Because I've played, I've played enough guitar and enough bass to know what that pain is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is something else. It's this the next is- level it hurts so i'll like do little tasks around the house and i won't even be using my fingertip and i'll yeah. be like oh look this yeah. hurts so much yeah man. so that's so funny to hear you say that yeah 100 percent, cool. dude what about your uh your quarantine goals well or your i'm yeah. trying to do this podcast every day beautiful and we'll see if that happens i think it's feasible i, think I have one that- for you Please. Can I can I uh, get you a guest or two? Oh, please! That you've never met. Are you kidding me? I'd love that. I, can I like set you up on a blind date? No, yeah, that's well, that's that's the eventual idea with this podcast. Cool. 
is that yeah. it's called will you be my friend yeah because ideally i'm 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 talking to strangers that i admire and yeah. then at the end of this conversation i ask them if they want to be my friend or not definitely so yeah i'm super down yeah cool awesome super super down but i want to like figure, introduce you to people oh please <laughs> please do cool. i might get to the point where i'm doing like two or three a day Beautiful. But, um probably not that would be way too much that would be a but, lot <laughs> uh, uh i feel like now because like half of my brain was like do you know what the pct is it's no. uh, the pacific coast trail and it's a trail oh yeah yeah. I don't know if it is that abbreviation, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah, half cool. of my brain was like, oh, this would be the perfect time to go do the PCT. Cool. And then half of my brain was like, or I could hunker down here and like experience what it's like to be like, you know, in the plague and, and work on these things that I want to work on. So I yeah. feel like, uh, you know, going live with the podcast now and trying to put out as many episodes as possible without like the high, you know, zoom isn't going to be, this isn't the highest quality like sure. video and audio that you could possibly have, but just um, getting as much of it out. Like, uh, like everyone's at home watching stuff. Totally. And like all of my heroes, like yeah. the people that I want to have on the podcast and pick their brain or whatever. Yeah. Like, they're home right home right now like chilling. Yeah. so like i'm hoping that in like in two weeks and three weeks yeah. i can start uh like once i'm in a flow of things like i yeah I, I hope i can start like asking you know some some people that i look up to that i've never met before just be like hey like do you want to that's beautiful that's cool for that? yeah cool yeah that's awesome yeah, we'll see. That's great, man. But so yeah, so the podcast is one which you know because you were you were on. We did a yeah. live episode together. It's something that I've been cooking up for a couple months. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I want to continue doing is the uh, the finishers group Tuesday nights, which we talked about. Um, I currently have an idea, which actually I could I could use your help on. I'd uh -huh. like to. Uh, I'd like to record a collection of covers of uh, like really classic, positive, optimistic songs. Cool. But put this like dark kind of a arrangement undercurrent with it. So I recently did that with the song, um, What a Wonderful World. Cool. And I like had, I posted on Instagram a couple days ago, I had this intro where it was like uh, moving back and forth between like a, a one chord and like a minor four chord. And, mm -hmm. and uh, like I changed the melody of the hook a little bit and I made the bridge this like kind of tension-y thing. And I was really happy with how it turned out. Cool. And I was like, oh, it would be cool to put out a collection of these. But I'm, I've been finding it really difficult to... Find positive songs? Yeah, come up with songs that are on that level, that are like, yes. yeah. like classic like that. Yeah. Um, and like really uplifting. I thought of one song when you said that, and it's, yeah. not, a, it's not a classic. And right. it's already like not the brightest song. <laughs> Uh, but the you. lyrics are really positive. I it's yeah. a song I love that is about like 
appreciating some stuff and living in the moment and stuff like that. And the guy is like talking about like everything's going so well, it makes me want to cry because like life is so good. But the song doesn't sound like that uplifting. It's yeah. just like you know, but that was the first thing I thought of because there's not a lot of examples. You know, that's a totally. tough one. I would look to like yeah. I would look to like fifties and sixties like yeah pop music maybe. Have you looked yeah. there much? Like yeah, like uh, all sound stuff and, and stuff mm. like that. Mm. Yeah, I was looking at like Everly Brothers tunes today oh, cool. and like yeah. Beatles and like totally. uh, James Taylor and stuff and yeah. Um, I'll I'll put together some fifties fifties Brill Building stuff had like a lot of yeah. a lot of like more upbeat. It's all about like dating and stuff like that, but it's all hopeful and it's all totally positive and you know there's yeah. some classics there. Yeah, yeah, well, that's cool. Well, if I think of anything, I'll definitely send it your way. Please do. Please yeah. do. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so that and um I've been like running every day. Yeah. And cool. I've been I've been counting calories for cool. maybe like six days or so. So that's fresh and not something yeah. that I'm like I'm it's just like a a, a new thing that I'm trying out. I do I do that. I just count really high. <laughs> well actually that that is exactly what i'm doing is that cool. um there are some days where i'll eat over my goal so so right now my goal is 2200 calories a day cool. because that's what i have googled that like um male at my height at my yeah. ideal weight would yeah. have every day mm -hmm. um, so there have been days where I've gone like a thousand calories over, but yeah. I was writing it down and accepting that. Gotcha. So there was no guilt for me yes. eating because totally. it was it was an informed decision to yeah. overeat and to like have that experience. Totally. Um, and it becomes a little more scientific. Like it's like. Yeah. Like this is interesting. Oh, like I'm making these decisions here. Like, oh, that that's interesting. That's data. Totally. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how long I keep up with that. Cool. But just the the, the general because um, there there have been times in my life where I have my body has been like where I have wanted it to be, but I've always been on a diet that i didn't like it, it wasn't like a long-term diet basically i got you yeah yeah um so hopefully with this like aiming for 2200 calories my my thinking is is that my ideal body shape i would get there in like three months but mm -hmm. then i would get there without any diet like that's just how i am content to eat for the rest of my life yeah so once my body gets there in three months, I can just continue that forever. You can develop habit around how much you're eating. Exactly. I feel you. That's cool. So, have you have you thought about doing like 21 until you get there? If it's a weight loss thing, going into deficit a bit? Well, the idea is is that... Or like 10%. 22 yeah. is the number for the weight that I am not currently yet. So Sure. Like, so, so okay, yeah, I see. It. Is a deficit for me currently of how much? 
of I think it's like three hundred. Oh, I got you. Okay, so um, you're already in deficit essentially. Yeah, exactly. I, I mistook what you said at first. Yeah, cool. Oh, you're good. That's interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I've we'll never, see. I've never survived on that for long personally, but I know people that have. My mother lost a ton of weight doing that. It's and it's a, great. It's a, like a it's like a bummer way of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. It's not trendy. It's not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've 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 tried a lot of different things, and the most success I've ever had with weight loss is cutting out carbs. Like, oh, me too. Carbs. Me too. Hundred percent. I feel so I feel like a different person weight. on keto. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like I'm not I'm not yet ready to just commit to that for the rest of my life. I feel like yeah. I. It's not sustainable. For That's me. the thing is, Lauren and I both feel better than ever when we're on keto. Yeah. But we love food. Totally. Yeah. We love eating different things and trying different things and going to yeah. restaurants. And, yeah. And we recognize that that's something that we want to prioritize in our life is like totally. eating cool food and trying different things and, and cooking at home too. Before the podcast, I, I just cooked for an hour and Hell yeah. made a bunch of cool stuff and, and you know, and it's something we very much value. Yeah. But, you know, it leads us down bad paths sometimes and, and we need to be careful with it. And it's something that we're always kind of back and forth on, you know? Yeah. 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 It's interesting. It's wild, man. It's so complicated. And there's so many different opinions about all that shit. But totally. Basically, um, like health, general health stuff. I'm I'm exercising. Yeah. I'm trying to pay attention to what I'm putting in my mouth. Yeah. And uh I have like a like a morning routine kind cool. of a thing that I do yeah. that has a little bit of like journaling and then music practice stuff and reading cool. books that yeah. are helpful for me spiritually. Yeah. Um so I'm interested in maintaining that and I think I think those are the main things. And then so my uh my lessons have all moved online. Yeah. How's that working for you? It's interesting. Like I think about 50 or 60% of my students have moved to online and the rest of them are either not into trying or are holding out trying it for maybe a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, So I think I think the move at this point is to lean into the online lessons and to like I mean advertise and drum yeah. up some more students. It depends on the music and the student and the instrument and everything else, but like I wonder how many of these students will stay online after everything is over because it's like totally it makes sense for a lot of people's schedules and a lot of people's mm. lives and mm. you know even if you're at 90% of what you can give a student you know that what you do in person you know for a lot of people they'll take it i think you know yeah that's a big you know that's a big thing and if you can get students that aren't going to miss lessons for stupid crap you know totally yeah that's that's big and the market size (coughs) from you know everyone that i'm in driving distance to to everyone who has an internet connection totally which is so everyone exactly well Almost everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I tell you. <laughs> but um, so yeah, between all that stuff, uh, I've I've been keeping myself pretty busy. Cool. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. Quarantine life, bro. 
dude, that's it, man. I feel like I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with what, how productive I've been. Hell yeah. I feel like other people are too. Some people, you know, Fuck yeah. especially cause this is kind of, you know, I don't know. The elements of this are very far away from being a vacation, very, very far away from being planned. Yeah. But, you know, that I think a lot of people are just like, well, shoot, like all the energy I had expecting to go to work next week uh, is, now, is now funneled into my creative or funneled into my whatever personal growth. Dude, you're right. You know? It's a new paradigm because yeah. when you plan for, for, when you plan for a vacation, yeah. you anticipate not getting any work done. Yes. But then this and whole, I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, this whole quarantine yes. thing, none yeah. of us have ever experienced yeah. this. Yes. Yeah. That's so wild. So dude. all the energy I was putting into selling hats last week yeah. is now into mandolin and is into other things. And you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I think it's really cool. Well, I mean yeah, like I think that element is cool. Yeah. In the in the face of a bunch of crap. But we'll figure it out. Yeah, man. Man, I, you know what we should do? Hmm. Regardless of your podcast or not. Totally. Is, well, but we should record it for posterity. Hmm. Is we should talk again at the end of the lockdown. Oh, dude. Yeah, let's do fucking another podcast. We'll we should do it again. And, and all the stuff more. that we talked about, we'll yeah. see where we were, you know, I'm and where so we are. Down. I'm so yeah, down. Very cool. I'm yeah, so man. down. It'll either be for my podcast or it'll be for mine your podcast i love it i love it man i love it i trust me (laughs) the number of times i've thought about starting a youtube channel or a podcast or whatever i'll work on it man and you're kicking me in the butt and i appreciate it well dude the the thing about the zoom shit is i literally like i made the meeting yeah and i pressed a little button that says record yeah, and then that's it. I'll do. I'll yeah. do a little intro. That's like so easy. Hey, my be my buddy Brian. Yeah, it's like it's the easiest thing ever. That's so, super cool, man. Yeah, it's so fun. Totally. So fun. Oh yeah, we're hanging, man. I mean, the yeah. most social I've been in four days. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, I'm happy. To hear yeah. Dude, yeah. one of the last things I want to ask you about yeah. is you happen to be wearing the neon, the neon skyline. Oh, yeah. Right yeah, yeah. now. I'm curious to hear how you're feeling about that record these days. Has it like, uh, have you developed a relationship with it at all? The record I was already getting into, but hadn't gotten as into as yeah. I am now, as time goes. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I it's it's not it's so funny because it's not a top 10 record for me of all time I hear you yeah but that concert was absolutely at least top two or three fuck yeah it was fuck yeah one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life if not the best and it was really really uh really made me think about some stuff in a cool way like it was inspiring and it was moving in various ways and things like that it was just a cool cool thing um but the record the record is great it's Mm. really good but none there's no good there's no hit song on there Mm. i feel like definitely the party is like a stronger record as far as like individual tunes totally and maybe in general but it doesn't matter when the musicianship is so high 
that's something I'm trying to remind yeah. myself of too, is if you make good music, it doesn't matter if there's not a hit or if there's not a whatever, or there's not a banger or, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter because, you know, good music is good music. And yeah. no one tune stands out to me and no, you know, no moment is like going to blow my top off, but it's like really good, you know? Yeah. So I appreciate it. And, and, I've been listening to other stuff more recently, to be honest, but that night is, is fresh in my memory for sure. Like, what, what were some of the things that you were inspired by or some of the lessons you were thinking through with that show? With the show? The band was just so tight. Mm-hmm. That was the first one. Uh, and so dynamic in such yeah. a large room. Yeah. I have not played a lot of thousand cap rooms. Yeah. You know, I got to play a little bit of like bigger rooms Mm-hmm. with the tragic thrills when i played in that band uh but we were mostly at like five six hundred cap mm-hmm. and not we hadn't really made the jump to a thousand cap or anything totally and then and then i played like the latin grammys a few years ago and that was like 25k and there's like i haven't done a lot in the middle you know what i mean yeah uh a thousand cap room 1200 cap room whatever that is mm-hmm. um i don't know that he had played a lot of those either <laughs> it seemed like he hadn't <laughs> but that band just they just they held us all yeah in the palm of their hands and and they were so dynamic and i just really 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 felt like they controlled the whole night i felt like they were so tight i felt like they were so musical and it seemed fresh to them they seemed to be enjoying themselves but not in an over-the-top way they were just I felt like I felt like they were happy to have the job that they had. Mm. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. that's a weird thing to say, but it, it really felt like they were appreciating the music and honoring the music from start to finish. Yeah. You know, they weren't playing anything mindlessly. Yeah. The drummer, I for me it was some of the best drumming I've ever heard in my life. Mm. You know, it reminded me of Matt Chamberlain. Um, in a way when I heard Matt Chamberlain play with Mel Dow and yeah. LA Phil. Mm. and that was cool oh yeah <laughs> you know that was at walt disney concert hall very different room very different music too of course but just the musicality there of like being a rock drummer but like and still having that spirit but playing so quietly at times and so yeah. big in other moments but often big in a controlled way yeah i just i don't know there were so many elements of that um and then a personal element for me was that just I hadn't been out with Lauren a lot in shows in LA yet, you know? Mm. And so she had a blast and like, that's cool to me. And so so the whole night was great, you know, in that way. Uh, But it was, you know, musically, it was just, yeah, it did a lot for me. And his voice is great and so strong live. Dude, his voice live blew me away, man. That's the thing. He just like came out and did it. And Molly Sarway was amazing to start Mm. and had a solo song. Like, that was dope, you know. I thought that was really cool to to end the set with just unaccompanied voice. Yeah, totally. You know, I just thought that was that was really cool. So the whole night, man, it was cool. Fuck yeah, yeah. You Hell still, yeah. Was it impactful to you, like that on that level? Like it, you seemed less enthusiastic about it than I was, maybe, but I couldn't really tell in the moment. You know, it's true. I think that I have been more impacted by the record in the show so maybe i've had the opposite experience interesting yeah um like i told you at the show i thought the drummer was great 
but I also yeah. uh, you want missed, more. I missed some of the sonic elements. Uh, like I felt like he just he just was not hitting the drums at, at certain times. He was not hitting the drums loud enough for me to hear the whole character of the drum kit. Gotcha. Um, which I was hungry for. Um, the thing that I was really impressed with Andy Schaff is that he played that entire concert as if he was just playing to 15 people. It, it totally did not feel like a 1200 person room. It felt like 12 people. Yeah. I feel hundred percent. Like the fact yeah. that for, I was, I was really, really impressed by that. And I have, I had never seen a concert like that before where he's, yeah. where someone was playing to such a huge room. Yes. Uh, but doing so in a way where, as if it was just a small crowd, it was a, it was an interesting take on the situation. And it, it, it was an option that I didn't realize was available. Yeah. So like front front people fronting a band yeah um so i kind of like i stored that away in my memory banks yeah um but uh i fucking loved it man yeah i love i love seeing you i love running into a bunch of yeah. friends oh it was fun it was yeah. wild i knew i knew so many people there and not and just like getting on instagram and seeing everybody's stories afterwards it's like yeah. oh this person was there and this oh we we looked up everything we could look up yeah we looked up <laughs> twitter and instagram yeah. and we we yeah. just wanted to live in that moment for a minute longer, yeah. you know? It was yeah. so good. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That was, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Warren and I seriously talked about getting up to Sacramento to hear him two nights later. Hell yeah. Like, we literally were like, can you call out of work? Like, can we do this? <laughs> and then we, we didn't pull the trigger, but man, yeah. yeah, it was, it was so good. Yeah. So dope. Dude, and we were sitting there looking at the calendar, stoked about all those shows that weren't going to That are canceled. Hundred percent. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the guy that I met that night, who I mm-hmm. added on Instagram, I f- I've forgotten his name. Who went to pizza with us? What's his oh, name? Oh, John. John. He's super, actually super cool guy. He's in the Tuesday night group. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, I like that dude a lot, and we hung out yeah. with him afterwards for a while. He said uh, so. You guys were going to yeah. go to the baseball game. We were going to go to baseball games. They're not going to even happen this year. <laughs> we were talking all excitedly about it. That would have been next week, the oh. opening day. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, man. Nuts. Dude, our, our world is forever changed. For real. Yeah. yeah. Crazy shit, yeah. man. Totally, man. Dude, this well, has been the fucking coolest conversation. This has been fun, man. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with me, man. Likewise, man. Before before we sign off, is there anything that you'd like the 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 internet world to know? Any words of wisdom for us? Uh oh, words of wisdom. No, I don't have wisdom, but uh That's not true. Trying to get some. I'm I'm in an endless pursuit to get some. Uh you know, I'll get a tiny little bit of it someday and then I'll drop dead the next day. That'll be it. That'll be it for me. (laughs) Hopefully when I'm old. Let's see. I hear you. I hear um but uh you know yeah i hope everyone's happy and i hope everyone is uh paying attention to what's going on totally and i hope everyone is being thoughtful about who is being affected even 
mm. in ways that you're not being affected. Mm. I hope you are thinking about those who are and uh, at very least keeping them in your thoughts, but uh, doing what you can to support the people that need support and the organizations that need support and paying attention to who is helping and who is not. Mm. So that when we reconvene as a society after this is over, we can support those who supported in important in times of need and, and not support those who didn't um, because we got to do something in, in 2020 to, to help people that are, uh, you know, in different living situations than, than the ultra rich who are the only ones we usually like to help. Mm. So, um, so I hope that is something that comes of this. I hear you, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, dude, as you know, from being on the podcast before, you know I got this note for you, bro. I got you. So when we did it in person, yeah, I gave you a physical note. Physical note. But now that we're here on the internet, I gotta give you a virtual note. Sounds good. All right, here we go. Yeah. Are you seeing this? Oh my gosh, we have a whole setup. <laughs> You got to read it out loud, bro. Read it out loud oh, for the geez. podcast. <laughs> Dear Brian, whenever I talk to you, I can count on three things. I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to laugh a lot. And I'm going to ask myself why we don't talk more often. So thankful to have a friend in you, my man. But ellipsis, like ellipsis. Want to keep being friends? Yes, Eric, I would like to keep being friends. So on Zoom, there is an option for you oh, to annotate geez. it. So you uh -huh. Oh, I see this. Yeah, you can actually Ooh. mark, <laughs> pick your pencil or highlighter, whatever, and annotate the, uh, the virtual notes. Can I select this? Does that work? Okay. Is that going to let me do this? Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry for my extra Drawing. dots here. Drawing dot. Whoa. Can I, strong. Oh my gosh. I'm screwing this whole thing up. You're good, dude. You're good. Oh, <laughs> Have fun with it, bro. Yes. <laughs> I can't get to that box. So I'm going to put that there. <laughs> so you have to do the arrow. <laughs> so I'm going to do an X there for yes. That's so funny. Wait, there you is go. It, is it because you're on your phone? Yeah, it's not, I'm on my phone, and the, the pencil goes over the yes box. Oh, no. So, so I maybe have I don't think person. I can access it another way. Damn. Maybe I can just – oh, I moved it. Never mind. There we go. But, but you that's have a, to move You're going to have to tell people about that. Yeah. Well, what I'll do is I'll just move the boxes more towards the middle. Cool, but save this exactly how it is, please. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to edit this at all. That's an imperfect action right there. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I love that. I'd print this out and put it on my wall. Oh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, we, uh, we don't have to sign off of the call immediately, but let's sign off of podcast land, if that's cool with Sounds you. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then Thank we'll get to the real stuff. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on, man. I Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it. Fuck yeah.